I yeah. like Iago as a character. <laughs> yeah, he had an arc. He had an arc. He had an arc. He had, arc. Uh, he had the he had the most character arc throughout like all of that, including the extra movies. Yeah, Return of Jafar. That was his big thing to set him up to be a recurring character on the TV show. Yeah, and then he had a farewell in King of Thieves. I never saw King of Thieves. Uh, it's, be- I, it's it's for the best. When I was a kid, when King of Thieves came out, I was jaded about King of Thieves, and I, that says something. I think <laughs> my reaction to it, as a, as however old I might have been when it came out, maybe I wasn't a kid by the time it came out. I can't remember anymore. I, Man, that Unicron arm move is just painful. What the f- is going on down there? I'm going to continue talking, but it might actually be for real now. That's, that's fine. It might be. I mean, for you're, real you're now. always you're always talking for real. Yeah, I mean, technically, if you assume. So, so I wonder if it'll also come with a giant lazy Susan. This thing sits on as well. Uh, it it does come with a giant lazy Susan. It comes it comes with a stand. Yeah. I'm talking the like turntable thing. Oh, um, maybe that's inside the styrofoam. Maybe that's just part of the packing material. Listen, it's got to be 19 pounds. Eventually, you got to put something in there to, to bump that up to 19. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, welcome to WTFTFW. Hi, TJ, how you doing? welcome to WTFTFW. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm having y'all. We're, uh, Aaron's watching a video. His um, glasses just disappeared. No, uh, they're uh, just an optical illusion. He, he walked off for another drink and another curse section. Oh, boy. I wish there was audio oh, on that glasses Unicron back video. On. <laughs> just nothing but profanities in, in Japanese. Also, like, in the background, people going, like, I can't believe it's holding together. I can't believe this is working. Yeah. That's a 3D print. <laughs> How's this happening? Yeah. Uh, hey, guess what we're going to talk about in a little in a little bit here. Um, it's episode 570, and it's, uh, what is it, August 23rd? Uh, ooh, that's a bad date for me. But in two days, it's my birthday. So that's a good hey. date. Happy birthday in two days. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Thank you. I'm going to go to Holy Chuck and get the Go Chuck Yourself as my meat cake. Um, reminds me, hey, guess what's another happy anniversary? Uh, this week marks the return of Alton Brown's Good Eats. Yes. Uh, I need to read the article my brother sent me where he said that he was waiting for the technology because I adore the way that that Chicken Parmesan episode was shot with the friggin' mirror thing to just mm-hmm. look upward like i'm pretty sure that was all practical i was eyeballing that to see if it was a digital layover but like the way it was shaking that that looks like there was just a mirror attached to whatever the camera was on mm-hmm. uh i like that a lot it was a, it was a really nice hand like handmade feel um go check that out by the way if you have if you have any interest in food i did see him answer one important question there is no lucky yates this season Aww. I was having a sip of Coca-Cola in uh okay. in memoriam. Um but before we get to uh to all of the other stuff, I just want to quickly uh, let's let's all let's all talk about some something we got on topic recently. It doesn't have to be everything. In fact, I got a whole bunch of on topic stuff at Fan Expo that I haven't opened yet cuz I got it today or yesterday. <laughs> but uh, I do have something I can talk about um that is still somewhat relevant. Uh before I do that, though, TJ, let's just bop over to you. What's what's new in your Transformers world, maybe even 2005? Uh, I did get quite a bit since our last recording. Whoa! Uh, I yeah. 
been a while. So uh, I'll, I'll keep it to the more interesting stuff and some a lot of the more recent stuff. Stuff. So uh, my Ectotron came in. Hey, welcome to the Ecto Club. Yay! Glad to be here. I'm we're glad to have you. Ectronomous Diametron's glad to have you as well. <laughs> I will never remember that name. I might have copy pasted it into my Google search bar before we started this recording. <laughs> uh, so yeah, super fun crossover. Really glad it happened. Kind of, kind of hoping they figure out how to make more because this was actually really neat. Uh, like I remember, for, I remember we were kind of speculating how much of that was onslaught originally, mm-hmm. and having it in hand, it's hard to see. Yeah, it's like, there is, on like, I was looking, I'm like, no, there is legitimately Onslaught hotspot stuff in here, but it's so internal, it's almost mind-boggling that that's the stuff that's shared. Yeah. It was like, in the, in the transformation process, I'm like, yeah, I have no, I, I don't feel like I've played with this toy before. Yeah, it's like, it's like, sure, okay, so, so Onslaught, hotspot, that's a toy where most of the transformations, the arms and the legs, guess what's completely new on Ectotron? <laughs> Mm-hmm. the arms and the legs <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah that's uh i, I they, they had a couple for sale at fan expo and i i was very much like oh i could get a second one then i was like that would be a very irresponsible idea right now <laughs> i should wait <laughs> uh but i'm super tempted still if if that ever becomes a plentiful figure at, at eb games is here i might i might pick up a second one um because uh, yeah it's everything about that's gone well too have you been reading the comic uh i've i haven't really had the chance like i've I've got them all and just kind of i'm stockpiling them at the moment all right i, I won't i won't say too much but all i'll say is it is uh a, a, a how do you put this it's it's unfair how good that comic is because it's like it's like all the powerhouse team of the Ghostbusters IW team, and then it turns out oh they're also basically excellent at writing and and drawing Transformers as well uh, there's, there's no weakness. There's no slop in this. Like, like they even get banter down really well. Um, it's, uh, yeah. I, I, if, if anyone listening is skipping that comic, you're making a mistake, by the way. Um, you should be reading it. Um, how, how are you, I gotta ask you, how are you finding the, um, proton pack aspect of that uh, figure? The proton pack is fine for the most part. I've got a couple little things like uh in vehicle mode there's one hose that feels way too tight because mm-hmm. i can't figure out because in the production photos it looks like there's like an extra half inch worth of material that doesn't exist on the physical version yeah it, it, it's uh, the whole ecto like like if there's one problem with them i have it's the entire proton pack it's not like it's bad it's just everything about it to me feels like this is going to be something that breaks mm-hmm. somewhere <laughs> uh but on the bright side, like all the parts that feel like they're going to break are things that you could probably replace with other materials. Yeah, uh, it's just then who wants to do that? <laughs> um, but no, but I, it's like a weird gimmicky crossover figure. It's it's uh, give it this. It's way better than the other crossover figures I've seen Hasbro produce. I mean this this feels like it was actually made by Transformers team members, which I think is a huge I, thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a huge. Yeah, that's a very noticeable improvement. Yeah, the the shoulder transformation I think is my favorite part of that whole figure. Like just mm-hmm. the, the that compression uncompression you can do. It's it's, it's so yeah. so minor, but yeah, it, it's fantastic. Um, excellent. Uh, let's see. Uh, over to Studio Series because I found Long Haul and Hightower. Oh man, 
I have not seen Long Haul yet. There, there's a booth at, F- at Fan Expo with Hightower, but if you buy the whole wave, you're basically getting them for retail. And I'm like, that feels like a. I don't want to do that at a convention. <laughs> I could just get him at retail if he shows up at retail. Say, I managed right. to get Long Haul. Ooh, no high, ta- no high tower yet for me though. That's uh, let me let me ask you, TJ. Uh, just look before we we head over to the double header. Um, how's how's our boy? How's High Tower? <laughs> uh, bizarre, which I think is the expected version of High Tower. Because look, looking um, at him in the box, I was like, oh, I would love to to just be a dummy and buy this right now. But like, I, I was like, I should not do this right now in in a convention. Uh, but he just looks so enticing. He's so ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my only real issue with him was I had a bit of issue with one of his neck hinges, which is a little bit uh, prone to being undone. But that's a simple push back in and just watch how you manipulate it from then on. Mm-hmm. But he's just, he is bizarre. Like, he's he's got a decent enough transformation. You know, maybe a little bit more than I was expecting out of him. So he does play well as a transformer, but that robot... <laughs> The robot mode that's half there. It's what I love uh, about, like, when we first saw it and I realized, like, that that ain't just a head popping out of that vehicle. He's transforming a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this weird kangaroo scorpion that they've created. Yeah. Uh, we got to get boxing gloves still for all of ours. Um, yeah. yeah. Shouts out to, was it Shane and Payne who, who put just the grabby hands onto, onto Hightower? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, that was a pretty, that was a pretty good, very creepy photo. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm into it. I would, I would ask you how the combined mode is, but I feel like there's not, there's literally nothing to comment on because he turns into a bicep. Yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't even tried it yet because it's like, I, I pretty much know what that's going to look like. It, yeah. It's even less than scrap metal turning into a hand. It's like, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. there's, he's going to be a jointed stick. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Say we still don't have the parts released to combine any two, do we? Uh, I have not uh, followed high, up. High Tower and Scrap Metal can connect. Okay, and that's it. Yeah, everyone else. Everyone else requires the two central figures, uh, scav- or Demolishor, who we just saw, and yeah. right. uh, Overload. Yeah, is he Demolishor? Or is, he, is he? No, someone was telling me Scavenger. It's like because he has two names. It's. Yeah, it was like identical <laughs> identical looks, but they were supposed to be the same. They're supposed yeah. to be different characters. Uh, but demolish shrap metal. Okay, yeah, scavenger. It's listed as demolish scavenger. Yeah, scavenger is like the one who combined demolishers. The one who dies at the start of the movie, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, and apparently they look exactly like twin brothers who both yep. decided mm-hmm. the the double Ferris wheel was the way to go. Hey, you know, like that—that's uh, what do you call it? A fashion pairing. You know, they got each other's backs, or, or whatever you call the the rear end of them. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, man, High Tower. Just High Tower is the one I'm still the most excited about because <laughs> it's like that's high, maybe Overload because Overload's gonna also gonna be new territory. But High Tower is like, who are you, and why are you so great? Uh, I'll just, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quickly bop to Aaron to start off this one. Aaron, uh, how, how are your takes on Long Haul? I think I saw you on Twitter saying that he was one of those ones for you where uh, all the tensions were uh, were not your friend. They were trying to fight you in that very minor yep. way. Yep. 
uh, long haul is very much seemed to me at least to be very much a case of um, as you try and put him in truck mode, like the way he he's really cool in the way that like his all the stuff comes off the back of his arms to like flip around and fill out the sides of the dump truck, but then like the the like the roof cover part of the dump truck is a different part and the bed of the dump is a different part and the way that all four of those try and come together for me was just constantly a case of like chasing the tab connection around and if you'd get like the best way that i found to do it was to like break apart some of the other connections yeah, where like the cab of the truck connect is like supposed to connect on. That's how I felt, and not actually the... connect it there, and then like make that part work. But it was the crankcase. That's how I felt. Like an oddly not berserker, but crankcase, like the Studio Series retool, mm-hmm. and that's why I didn't even bother with the other one. Is I was just chasing the tabs in a circle around the alt mode like four times. Yeah, uh... because it's also like you're there are spots on his hands like peg into the part of the dump bed and like all of these things that you think are maybe there to help align and it just mm-hmm. just doesn't and it's kind of disappointing. Well that that brings me to the big question then TJ with your long haul uh are you having similar uh tabulature problems or is yours just sucking together like a like a stonky boy? Uh copy and paste the last 2 minutes. Okay, that's a bummer. This is this is yeah. exactly like friggin' Shatter. This is a bummer. <laughs> I could, yeah, like robot mode. He's a big dumpy boy, and he's fine in robot mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And he makes a great foot as well. Yeah, yeah, excellent foot. Yeah, but yeah, that transformation is not pleasant. Like there Damn. is a lot of stuff that feels like those little millimeters that go into effect when the mold is taken out and like the figure shrinking or you know as the plastic cools like there is something that wasn't accounted for it feels like because yeah. there's a lot that just does not quite get to where it's supposed to go cuz there's one part that like underneath his truck is supposed to peg into um what i think are the receiving slots for whoever is going to connect as the thigh and mm-hmm. knee or whatever. And I think that's part of where like mine has issues. So I'm really hoping that when he combines for the big show that that's not like that's not something that's bad on mine. Yeah. Or at least right. has enough slop that it won't be a problem cuz I will be super disappointed if after all of these apparent sacrifices that when it comes to the combined mode it's just like eh It'll hold together if you slap a bunch of, like, floor polish on it and maybe some of those little clear rubber bands. Or, like, an add-on kneecap piece that just, like, wraps around the whole thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll we'll need to see Overload to know for sure, who sadly was not revealed today, I think, over, like, because it's another leader. <laughs> so he's, like, the, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to be, like, summer 2020 in, in, you know, the way that they date those. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, okay, long haul. If the robot mode's good, I'm still happy enough because it sounded like the problem with Shatter is both modes weren't good. Um, I mean, the car yeah. mode was fine. Shatter was just a mess to transform and yeah. keep all the parts attached. 
Because because if the robot mode is good, that is the mode that I that I, I mess with the most. That's the one I would associate with long haul f- at, at first. So it's like if he's, if at least, at least he's an action figure who can turn into a foot, then that's something. Uh, but that's a bummer. I didn't check the feedback thread at all about him yet. So you know, I'm but it sounds like I mean, granted, we're that's two that's two of you reporting it. But usually there's a wide enough gap on this podcast that like that tends to match up with uh, commonalities. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone out there uh, has has fixed up their long haul or has one that works, like please let us know. You know, let's give us more data. Like I said, for those clear rubber bands, looking at the box pictures of Hightower, looks like he comes with some. Hey, <laughs> he's hey. Those are the uh, the extra accessories he comes with for long haul. Yeah. Uh, dr- dr- drum, ha- drum. Hasbro's <laughs> taking a copy from the third party guys when something messes up. They put the. The the replacement parts in the next release. I mean, there they, you go. They did that with Leader Jetfire, right? He came with like that extra abdomen. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, it's not unheard of. Let's uh, bopping back over to you, TJ. What else? What else is fresh on your end? Uh, so I went and took a look back into Cyberverse to see what was going on. Hmm. Uh, because uh, Griffman pointed me to a photo of Cyberverse Soundwave. That looked really cool, so I thought, oh, I just saw him the other day. Let me run all around town trying to remember what damn store I actually saw him in. Is that the Warrior-class Soundwave? It is the Warrior-class Soundwave. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, just to get out of the way, our uh, transformation's fa- you know, fairly good. Mm-hmm. There's one really neat trick to hide the head. And basic eight points of articulation. He doesn't have, like, biceps or neck or waist or hip swivels. It's killing me that the neck joint seems to be one of the first ones that goes on a lot of Cyberverse toys. mm. Because, like, I can can take even no elbows if I have a neck, but no neck makes it so much harder for me to get into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little upsetting on him. Uh, No, but, like, he's still a nice figure. Like, the transformation's good. He gets enough range of motion where I'm okay with him. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, in a rarity for me, uh, I picked him up for the gimmick. Because, like, he has that... He has, he has the game. He has the thing of, like, this energy laser beak blasting out of his chest. Oh, right, right. I was trying to remember what his was. <laughs> yeah. So, big pink laser beak bursting out of him. You know, like a xenomorph baby. Yeah. And <laughs> works really well. Like, aside from just, like, it's molded really nicely, like, all laser beaks, normal details are there, plus the the sharp jaggedness to show him, like, jetting out at full speed. Yeah, uh, like, uh, like, like, speed line kind of? Yeah. Like, it works really well. It, you know, it's a really cool effect. Someone was super smart about how this thing works, because uh, the... The chest piece for Soundwave is completely painted black, except for the part that connects to the hinge. So hmm. the part that's actually holding him on, and it's actually holding the little pink laser beak in the air, is still translucent pink, and those connection points to hold onto the hinge are molded like his feet. Man. So it's so like... You act- okay. Yeah, so if you actually look on the underside, you can see laser beaks, legs, and feet clamping on to the base of the the i guess the base of the door and that gives it kind of like a, a visual flow yeah uh, that's cool 
That's the, yeah, the so thing I always tell people is the draw of like the simpler toys is usually there's some kind of just smart trick or three that you can find on the thing if that you know is to your interest. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, there's there's a little there's some fun to be had in the transformation. And yeah, if you go in just knowing, okay, I'm buying this because the gimmick actually works and he's still a decent figure despite it, then you're fine. You know, yeah, you're you're st- you're, st- you're going to get a fine toy out of it. No, it's it's not like one of the, it's not like some of those cyberverse figures I bought where it's like oh the gimmick ma- the gimmick does all of this to it okay well that's that's not as good anymore or those wave one that that swathe of wave one figures where it's like the gimmick does that also the gimmick doesn't really work half the time yeah yeah <sighs> yeah I mean I'm glad if we're past that stage uh. I don't know, like I I need to pick I well, Walmart here has the Warriors down to like twelve bucks, which is very palatable for that line. Oh, that's nice. They're yeah, they're like twenty Canadian over here still. Yeah. The only ones that they had there that interest me were Prowl and Windblade, and both of them look fairly basic ish, because like I, Windblade is always Windblade. I was eyeballing Windblade because she also has a neck joint, I think. Unless they lie that, on the that, packaging. Tell you, that will tell you your standards for the Cyberverse line. Unfortunately, yes. I mean, like, I think that's why I went for Shockwave, if I remember. No, Shockwave was because he had he had uh, the full arms. Um, yeah. But yeah, neck joint on a Cyberverse toy is very exciting to me now, because that's, yeah, that is one of the first ones to get nullified on Cyberverse guys right now, which is uh, just such a shame. Like, it does so much more. Uh, like, I'll maintain, it does more for the figure than the elbow joints do. If the elbows are sculpted bent, then then they're fine if they have universal shoulders. Wow. Uh, like I, I'll take that if it means I get a neck joint. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, any any other uh, odds and sods on your end? Uh, still into the Cyberverse line. Mm-hmm. Because someone clued me into Cyberverse... Well, I wanted Cyberverse Bumblebee because Common uh, Rider Gaim. Yeah. Or not, oh, not, the, uh, or, the Spark well, Armor one. Yeah, Common Rider mm-hmm. X-Aid, I should yeah. say. Because everything else in the toy line reminds me of Gaim. Yeah. And based on my experience with Bumblebee, I bought a few more. Mm-hmm. And by a few more, I mean I have the entire first wave plus Cheetor. Oh, boy. And is this the, uh, like, the, okay, they have completely different classes. Is this the Skybite class as well? <laughs> That's the way yes. I know it. Yes, <laughs> Okay. yes, we have. Here comes the Cyberverse Police. You don't even know the size classes, you jerk. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. I, I have I have one comment on that size class. I only own Jetfire and Skybite, but I messed with a Starscream care of Aaron and uh, and uh, Ray at TFCon, mm-hmm. and the quality gap between Skybite and Starscream was astonishing to me as far as like what they yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, the fact that the legs on Starscream do nothing. Yeah, Starscream so just was yeah, it just kind of falls apart. Yeah. Like, like, Skybite, like, Jetfire was simple, so at first, right, I, I was coming off of Skybite and Jetfire, those are the two I have, and I'm like, yeah, Skybite's, you know, clearly more interesting, but I was like, Jetfire's fine, he's basic, and then these two are, are like, oh god, the Starscream, and I'm like, well, I mean, if he's like Jetfire, maybe you guys are being too hard on him, I mess with the Starscream, I'm like, oh no, this is, this actually shouldn't have come out, the Starscream, should, yeah. should probably not have come out, <laughs> this ain't, this ain't good. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, it uh, seems like Starscream's getting away on name value alone because they didn't put a lot into making him a solid toy. No, like, even, like, like even the even the armor he gets is so just mm, uninspired. 
Yeah, it it was astonishing to me that that same wave had Skybite in it because I like I don't know I, I don't mean to like you know prop up Skybite so much but like they went all out on Skybite I think like <laughs> barring a neck joint he's basically yeah. a perfect basic Skybite. Yeah, Skybite's fun. Like yeah, like he's perfectly fine as just this, like this tiny little disc size Skybite, and I actually like that his armor matches his color scheme. Mm-hmm. So he just looks like a bulked up Skybite with a drill. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Starscream's definitely definitely on the bottom of that list. Uh, actually, I have Prowl up there with Skybite, because Prowl, as a base figure, is basically a Prowl. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I I got Prowl. I enjoy him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, as a base figure, it's just what Prowl does, but the armor actually works pretty well for him. I was eyeballing mm-hmm. him. I might, I might go for him. Like I, the armor actually makes me get over the neck joint thing because in that case, I'm like, well, this is here so that they're they're always matching up with the helmet, mm-hmm. um, which which I'm fine with. Um, if if Prowl is it doesn't have to be Skybite tier, but if he's you know near Skybite tier, that's that's exciting enough to me. I'd say he's near Skybite tier. Yeah. Okay, I, I like the name of his armor. Like it's got a good name. I, I remember it was just like. I forgot the name now, of course, but uh, having like a police like spaceshipy thing go onto a onto a police car like that's, that's something something very brave about it that I was really into. If it was a spaceshipy thing, I swear it was a spaceshipy thing. It's it's a, it's a space jet of some sort. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna keep an eye on Prowl if it goes on sale to go with my Skybite Jetfire. Like, you, you, so you got Jetfire as well. Yeah. Uh, I felt like he was okay, but if you have the whole line, where where would you put Jetfire? Uh, Jetfire is probably number three of that size class, with a very large gap between number three and number four. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, Skybite's probably the top tier, so Prowl's your number two. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's how I'd want it too. Like, I would, I would, be, it would bum me out if the most interesting character choice was not the best figure in the line. Yeah, or in the in the the size class. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were messing with this a bit at TFCon. Have you tried interchanging the armors between figures? A little bit, because I I was also a little bit astonished to see that those two peg holes do not necessarily perfectly line up. It, it felt like it was meant to be a uniform thing, but then messing with them it was like some of them actually just don't line up. Yeah, I think. Yeah. God, what did I do? I think I tried Jetfire's armor on Starscream. Yeah. And the pegs line up. Like, I could actually put the armor on him. You know, it, you know, of, you know, of course, some of the connections don't work because, you know, it's made for a different body, but. Yeah. But that, that uniform peg style just made me think, like, oh, this is like a kid's version of Siege. This is great. And then, you know, you, you get more than two figures and you're like, oh, this actually is not like that at all. <laughs> What a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, but so how about those those larger ones? Because, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I've been eyeballing that Exade Bumblebee as well. And uh, it sounds like Cheetor, like what I heard on Twitter is Cheetor is pretty solid. Uh, we'll get to Cheetor. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I, have, I have words. Twitter lied! Um, uh, I will tell you right now, if we're looking at tiers, Megatron's probably at the base. Mm-hmm. Because... He makes for a very nice, just like Megatron action figure because it's a very G one y Megatron, you know. And there's nothing really wrong with him. He's a very clean little robot. The tank mode's unfortunate, 
Because mm. uh, it, it, is, it is Megatron doing a yoga pose on his back, and that's about all you get. Yeah. Well, especially especially if the if the neck isn't moving, it, it's, it sounds like you can't really get away from like the top down view being like, "Oh, hi there, buddy." Mm-hmm. No, uh, like like his his helicopters his helicopter's fine. It was, it's a cool attack helicopter, and combining it on is a little bit different than the others because there's a little bit more pressure involved. Like it's mm. kind of hard. It's kind of hard getting the whole thing to connect together compared to the others, but. Like he looks really cool with it. Like he wears it well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wish I wish it did a little bit more, just because the arms are all spring loaded. So that's the position you get from the combined mode armor. That's a weird thing with those arms because it sounds like I haven't seen any of season two yet. It sounds like in season two they are animating it such that those extra arms can fold away, which makes me really eyeball some of the toys where I'm like. I'm like, oh man, if you could do that, this would be like that one Energon toy subline mm-hmm. or sub gimmick in you know uh, the brute mode. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm guessing with the spring loaded stuff, that would have just put them over budget or whatever. Yeah, probably. Uh, all right. I I'm getting. I really want to know what happened to Cheetor. Like, what happened to Cheetor? He seemed fine. What? <laughs> we'll get to Cheetor. Okay, we'll get to Cheetor. We'll get to Cheetor. <laughs> Uh, Optimus Prime mm-hmm. is really, really good. So, uh, his basic his basic truck mode is is it's like most of the cheap primes. He looks really nice until you turn him around. Yeah, and then he's just got a few too many gaps because there's no budget to cover them up at that size class. Yeah, but you know, again, robot mode, very nice looking Optimus Prime. You know. You know, and, and they do have a fair range of articulation in that in, in this line, and that includes necks, just Ooh, to confirm. Hooray! And the, the arm, the armor heads have necks as well. Oh, nice! And yeah, he's probably got the best gimmick because folding, like folding his armor down over his chest, spins the entire wing pack around. Yeah, so there's a there's a very good dynamic look to it, and he wears it well. Like it looks like combat armor with him. Just the way, like, instead of extra arms, he has the, just the big chain guns. I, I remember now those video clips briefly were going around Twitter of, like, the some of the first folks to dig those toys up. Uh, I, I'm, I'm remembering the spin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's cool in motion. Mm-hmm. Like, he comes out with the best gimmick. You know, and beyond that, it's, it's just an okay Optimus Prime. Yeah. So, then there's Bumblebee. Who every common writer fan on Twitter made fun of? Yeah, All right. Like you can't so, not see it. It had to there, that had to be on someone's mind when oh, that yeah. was coming together. Yeah, yeah, right down to the color scheme. Yeah. No, um, I temper my expectations with bumblebees now because even 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 in the collectors' lines, I kind of get let down by a lot of bumblebees' offerings. Yeah. You know, and I got burned on Cyberverse Bumblebee once already. Uh, Spark Armor Bumblebee is the best Bumblebee toy I have bought in probably at least five years. Oh man, maybe oh, longer. Man. Like it, it, okay, so so immediately it's sounding like the big Autobot ones are are hitting it. Him and Optimus. Yeah, yeah, they really are. 
Okay, I'm gonna like, remember this. <laughs> he, he is a like he has a very nice vehicle mode. His transformation does some actually pretty neat stuff. That the simple solutions to solve problems that they have way too often. Mm-hmm. Like he make like they made sure that he didn't have a panel behind his head, which a lot of bumblebees have had. Yeah, and super clean robot with full articulation all around. Oh man, like he, that's what I wanted. He is, he is an exceptionally nice figure, even without the armor. That's that's all I wanted out of the Spark Armor line was like, just make me nice, palatable Cyberverse toys that happen to have an armor thing that sticks on them, and I'll be I'll mm-hmm. be down. Yeah, so his armor thing isn't like spring loaded as much as Optimus Prime's. You swing it down, and the arms just kind of push down into position on their own. It it's spring loaded, but it works. It, you, I, I thought it was geared for a second. Yeah, and those arms do have like biceps and elbows, so you do have some posing in that with this power loader kind of look that they're going for. Mm-hmm. So it's more it's it's actually a little bit more functional than the others, but the neat thing to him is the shoulders for Bumblebee fit flush into the gaps around that armor. So if you fold the if you fold his arms back and rotate them around so you can't see them from the front anymore, he just looks like super buff Bumblebee. <laughs> and he looks way better that way. Uh see so it's like you're just doing a full arm like visual full arm replacement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it just looks like Bumblebee's hulking out and is actually really effective. That almost feels like that would be the visual intent of the extra arms on the armor kind of gimmick. Like that you know, like that very exosuit kind of approach. Mm-hmm. Alright. Does this does this I gotta know. Does this bring us to Cheetor? I wanna know what happened to Cheetor. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing with Cheetor. Yeah. Uh when you look at Cheetor, you get what you see. Cheetor has no real surprise to him. Like he is, he is, he is a very basic figure. He he does a little bit to extend his cheetah mode, so his cheetah torso is a little bit longer. Mm. Yeah, so the silhouette's there, but for the most part, it is straighten out arms, straighten out legs. You, there, you know, the, that's your transformation. So it's not, it's not engaging in that way. Hmm. Also, the armor really doesn't seem like it fits him. Like how I say Bumblebee's shoulders completely fill that gap. So like the armor looks a lot more solidly connected to him. Since Cheetor has those round pointed shoulders, it doesn't feel as connected. It just kind of looks like it's floating off of his shoulders a little bit. Yeah. So I'm getting a, so it creates a little bit of a disconnect for me about how the armor looks attached to him. And I think I think part of it is also the fact that the the battleship has not changed much. Like they gave it a new head sculpt, yeah. But also, you know, it's it's the it's mostly the same paint mask. Uh, they really didn't paint the chest any way, different way, which really would have helped it stand out. So it's just a gray panel on top of Cheetor. I don't know. Maybe it's because Bumblebee wowed me so much that I'm not feeling anything for Cheetor really. Other than, I think this God, happened. I really wish he had his own armor. This is this has happened to me with like full waves. We've had this happen to all of us before, but yeah, like it. It sounds like Cheetor like made the mistake of being open last. 
because uh, that that bumble I gotta look at a video of that bumblebee now because that that sounds I don't want to spoil it but like now I'm hearing all this I'm like I gotta see I gotta see I want to because I wanted to see a cyberverse bumblebee that was you know good and that wasn't the supreme one because that's so big like, I want to mm-hmm. I want a fun size bumblebee I'm I'm happy that like at least two of them on that bigger price point hit it because I was like like with cyberverse anytime something's the bigger price point I'm like this could really go anywhere. Uh, yeah, like even like that ultra class, you have Shockwave and Shadow Striker in the same ultra class price point, and one of them is categorically more interesting than the other one, toy wise. Right. Um, but that's that's giving me some hope. Uh, still, and that should I should temper this by saying it's not like I'm being I'm trying I'm not trying to be like dead cynical about Cyberverse. I realize it's the kids line, but you know, there's good character design, and and we're we're coming off of Rid 2015, barely getting cool toys out for a lot of cool character designs, and now Cyberverse, like that whole first wave being like this very sad <laughs> trip to a bar kind of, where it turns out all of the beer <laughs> is is actually just like very old apple juice, like it, it just wasn't working. Right. Um, that's uh that's exciting. Um, like I feel like we're probably done with Spark Armor because it seems like they're gonna change every year. But well, there's a wave two that came out. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm thinking. Of, I was just thinking. All I was thinking was that Arc Armor Optimus being the last thing to come out, but I I haven't kept up. Oh well, yeah, yeah. That one's out. I've seen that. Yeah, uh, that's the might be. I like the look of it. And I like this gimmick, but that might be a bit more expensive than I'm prepared for right now. But that's like, like, I'm I'm but, really looking for wave two. Yeah, the the spark armor uh, arc armor is the kind of one where it's like I want to catch that when they're trying to get that off the shelf because it's like you know the the big kids line toy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably want to check to see if it turned out okay, but like that that Supreme Optimus from Wave One turned out fine. It's just that that was a giant Optimus, right? Uh, but it was it was a decent giant Optimus. Um, I just want to bop over to Aaron for a sec. Aaron, you got any other fresh on topics on your end? Um, I've been sitting on the Galaxy Force Optimus Prime to talk You've about been for a while. On him for a long time, is he any better? Along with the the <laughs> hammer, uh, oh, Smashdown. Um, I forget her name. Yeah, Smashdown. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about Smashdown? Um, Smashdown, I really enjoy. I like I like the uh, the alternate way of making a melee weapon, other than the like the lionizer sword. Yeah. The um, <laughs> fold into a ball and have a sword come out of you. Yeah. Yeah, Lionizer actually feels like she does things to get there. And then the hammer blast effect is one that really makes me wish you could just get, like, effects packs Yeah, with these effects. But, no, so, yeah, Smashdown I, I enjoy more so. It's been trying to find... I really wish there were more guys that had the, uh, the cross-body ability to hold something. Hmm. To be like, I'm a, I'm a mess something up with this hammer. Yeah, rather than just because like, it's a, it's a small handheld hammer. I'm gonna put a yeah. nail into this with. Yeah, and then the Galaxy Force, Galaxy Prime upgrade, Prime Optimus Prime Prime, way too many names. Prime mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's it's a whole lot of that same Ultra Magnus. That toy looks for, looks so good in the. I've seen it in packaging the, several times now. The way that it builds. Yeah, looks so I mean, good in the package. it's the the. <laughs> The way that the uh, the guns are mounted and swing around so it can do the underarm thing is really cool. Um, 
I I know that the way that it's built, uh, like how it fakes the windshields on the shoulders and and some of the other parts of it are understandable, I guess. The the extra um, wheels though on the wings, like I'm I'm really with you and everyone else who's like this really should have been on both sides because it looks ridiculous in vehicle mode. Yeah, yeah, I I I wish they could have spared the extra paint apps, uh, for sure, but. Yeah, it's the I and that and the other thing that I wish that like his uh, so much of his leg is already like the Ultra Magnus leg to the point of it has stuff on the sides of it that are just there of like hey because Ultra Magnus had these panels we have to put a panel here. Yeah. And it feels like it should do a thing up until the moment you're like, "Oh no, wow, those are really glued or adhered in place and they ain't going anywhere." So I I wish for as much other tweakings as they were going to do if they could have done just a little bit more there rather than just kind of getting close enough. Yeah, I, I, a lot about that figure to me, if you, like when I look at it, because part of the reason it looks great in the box is that head sculpt with the full armored head. Like, it looks amazing. It looks it looks mm-hmm. super great. The the underarm cannons, it's like, how would you do it? And it's like they did those two tricks, but it's like that's the only two tricks that toy has. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, the other stuff I got, uh, on topic was I got the Dark of the Moon, Dark of the Moon, uh, Megatron. Mm-hmm. The shotgun Megatron? The, the shotgun truck Megatron. Yeah. And holy cow, does so much of his, like, knees down become so much of the length of that truck? Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and also, because of that like all of his wheels at least on mine don't touch the ground at the same time nope i uh gave up on doing that after a while because i'm like there's there are too many moving parts to to hope to actually get this to happen as long as he doesn't wiggle when i bump him i'm fine no yeah like I, i i i really dig that the cowl and chains the way that those kind of come off and work yeah so that it can help keep the chains can kind of help keep it in place in both modes, uh, if you kind of want to, or you can put it on underneath his his cowl cape to change it up some. I think that's that's pretty neat. Having soft goods in with a transformer is pretty cool. It's, it's also I think imperative to not leave all that stuff the way it was in the box. Uh, I was hard mm-hmm. uh, hard and kind of down on that toy until two days later when I was messing with that stuff all a lot more. Um, yeah, and it, he looks so much better with just a few tweaks to the soft goods. Yeah, it definitely felt like you had to give it all just like a solid, like sit there and fluff it out and get it out of how it had been sitting for however months before you got to crack it open. Also, just how you orient the 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 kind of chain bandolier with the soft goods and figuring out like what goes where because that those those rubbery kind of chain things those do a lot to actually sculpt the the cape in a way that makes it look mm-hmm. a lot more dynamic. Uh, in my opinion, anyway, I, I still find his legs are for how much they're transforming. They also end up feeling a little hinky. Um, at least yeah. on, on mine is like it's not like they're falling apart. I'm just like I wish that there was some, I wish there was a click moment on these. Mm-hmm. And then the only other on topicy thing that I really got was the uh, Soundwave and Blaster um, Transformer CCG set. Yeah, I've uh, I've been play I've played those off and on a little bit. I still haven't done a constructed deck with those. Right. Um, out of the box, let me say this: 
Um, Soundwave does feel more cohesive out of the box. The Precon Blaster deck has too much has too much blue <laughs> for every single other blaster effect. It yeah. makes the blues just feel they, they are feel bad cards every time they appear for me in the Precon. Um, mostly mm-hmm. that handheld blaster. It's like, look, I get it's bold one, but the number of times you build up a big bold swing with the blaster deck and then you flip handheld blasters, I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> Like, you can edit uh, the deck, of course. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, there was a blaster version that ran pretty strong at Gen Con. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once you once you edit the decks, like, blaster, I think, is, is very strong. It's just his, his pre-con uh, is, like, I feel like his pre-con is somewhat outmatched by the Soundwave pre-con. Yeah. Um, and then Soundwave people are still just trying to figure out. That's a, hey, grats on that. Um, mm-hmm. TJ, anything else on your end on topic this week or this uh, installment? Nothing particularly interesting. All right, I, I've I've got one thing. Uh, I I bought something off the Make Toys sale. I forgot what the sale was about, but the summer sale, the summer sale. Uh, so I got me. Uh, they put this up, and the deal just seemed very good. Because uh, I never got their their Buster Stealthwing or Buster Skywing, like their Jetfire for Cross Dimension. And this was a set of that with the premium metallic painted Striker Manus, and I like Striker Manus. And I rem- and I looked at the price of this, and I'm like, that's basically a ridiculously cheap Striker Manus with Buster Skywing and free shipping. So I did it, and let me tell you, uh, so it's, it's the Jetfire colors uh, one, Buster Skywing. That is a really cool figure that I feel like has has not really been talked about very much. Uh, the, the, the aircraft mode is, is really cool. It's like a VTOL space jet. Uh, and it has the proportions of like a carrier bomber. Um, and then the, the transformation is, is quite interesting. I, I really enjoyed the transformation. Uh, and, and as a standalone figure, I think he, he's really solid. He's enormous in robot mode. Um, the the one bummer is the combination sequence is is kind of cool like how much like you know Buster Skywing's legs de- lower legs detach they also transform to just get wider and more hollow so you can like put them on his boots the bummer is he's following the movie jet fire combination scheme where his legs come off uh and his backpack comes off and his chest comes off and that's what combines onto striker manis and then you're left with a a shinless, wingless, anemic Skyfire Jetfire torso that's sort of just chilling out uh, with a head still on it, and it's like its arms—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's a shinless, wingless Jetfire with with no chest mass, just sort of hanging out, waving at you like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, "I, I kind of wish this all combined." Because this is give this is a bit of a feel bad. The combined mode I think is actually really cool. It's just like I wish that the rest of Buster Skywing did something. But uh, it, it, as a standalone figure, I think he's incredibly impressive. Uh, I, I really like the transformation, and uh, he's very articulated uh, as Cross Dimension should be. Um, and who knows what's going on with Cross Dimension anymore? Uh, so if, you know, if he is the end, that's a, that's a really good note to end on. Uh, I hope he's not cause they showed all those really cool cyber, Cybertron looking things, but, 
Yeah, until we find out more about those. Uh, I, I think it was solid. Uh, Premium Striker Manus feels definitely a bit looser than original Striker Manus. Feels like definitely the fourth or fifth use of a mold. But uh, he comes with the Striker Noir weapons pack and then an additional like exclusive orange axe weapon, which you can give all of those to original Striker Manus. So if, if Premium Striker Manus is then like, you know, a very inexpensive add-on piece, I, I feel like I'm mostly paying for the accessories and then getting just another copy of a cool figure. Uh, that I like. So, uh, other than that, I'll, I'll quickly go over what I what I got at Fan Expo that I haven't opened yet because there's little stories here. Uh, the, so there was a booth, for instance, that had the High Tower Deluxe Wave. Uh, High Tower's uh, forty. Dropkick is thirty five. Uh, helicopter Drift is mm. forty five. Uh, mm. If you get all of them, they're thirty five each. Which is thirty five Canadian is thirty plus tax here, basically. So I was like, well, that's not a bad deal. But that's like me jumping on them at retail when there's a decent chance I could save another 10% if, if they show up at EB Games, might get it on Toys R Us sale. I talked myself out of it. Same booth had Voyager KSI boss, the uh, like paint-loaded Nitro Zeus, yeah. uh, and Voyager Pogo Man, uh, Rampage. KSI boss was 20 Canadian dollars. Rampage was 25 Canadian dollars. Did they have prices? Like... They, 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 those are the price tags on those two Voyagers. Uh, every okay. one of these figures were stickered. That same price tag said 45 when it was on a deluxe right next to them. So I was like, 45 is sli- like slightly less than tax if I bought one Voyager at retail right now. So I'm like, I'll, I'll t- half price these two. I like Nitro Zeus and I want the Constructicons. So I bought them and it was 45 bucks, tax included. I'm like, okay. I, I guess that you didn't want these. They also had like the Bumblebee Voyager Optimus I've been looking for. He was $68. Um, <laughs> so they balanced it out, I guess. Fan Expo is also the third largest like, you know, fandom convention in North America. So these prices are also clearly meant to prey on folks who are also spending like $80 for autographs multiple times, etc. Uh, yeah. I get it. I get it. They had like Movie Masterpiece 07 Megatron for 250 bucks. Uh, I get it. Um, but it was cool to actually, amidst, you know, all of those things, get a deal. They also had Brunt for 35. They had Refractor for 40. Uh. I call three for that, right? No. Uh, (laughs) it's what I will say. (laughs) So, I mean, Brunt was retail. (laughs) Refractor was not. Uh, so I left those alone. But uh, hey, I was happy to get KSI Boss and uh, and Rampage for half price each. If that is if that's the balancer for all those other prices, then hey, congratulations me. Um, and then today I was I went to the EB Games booth because yesterday they were sold out of what I wanted. I got the uh, this is slightly off topic, but I'm just going to lump it in because it's part of the story. I uh, I went up there to get the Power Rangers Lightning Collection uh, exclusive, which is the Double Jasons. Uh, and then I saw that they had Goldar there and I was like, Hey, I have a pre-order on Goldar with you guys. Can I just buy that one and satisfy my pre-order? And he's like, you can, our systems don't link up cause EB games is a mess. Uh, but he was like, I was like, I put five bucks down on the pre-order. He's like, they can just reapply that five bucks to anything. Like it's no problem. So I was like, okay, so I got Goldar and the, the double Jasons. I'm about to leave. And I think, you know, I'm going to just go take a look at the, at the, at everything again. Cause EB games gets random, almost random new stuff throughout the day, all four days of this convention. So let's go take a look. I walk over to transformers and someone working there is literally putting a Springer down in the Voyager section. 
Okay. And I'm so I'm standing there trying to not hover behind behind this woman as she's putting Springer down and she's even adjusting it to make sure it looks nice in the display. And then I wait until the moment she turns away, I just yank it right off of there and walk to the cash to buy it. You're just like, give it to me. I'm like, I'm so sorry you're doing all this stuff for the aesthetics of the shelf. I am about to take that. Uh, <laughs> this is mine. I go to check out and they're like, oh, he's not scanning. And there's no price tag on them either. But I mean, all you know, they were just the normal price for Voyagers, minus 10% mm-hmm. for the edge card. Guy walks off. Ten minutes he's gone, it felt like. And I'm just standing at the cashier like, what's going on? Do I not get Springer? That's fine. I'd like him. He comes back. He's like, all right, we got the price. He's 20 bucks. And I'm like, okay, a total poker face. You know, twenty two sixty after tax. Mm-hmm. I realized they had some clearance transformers that had no price tags but had like a colored dot on them. And like they had Studio Series Ironhide for twenty bucks. And so I think because they couldn't find Springer's code, they were like, Oh, it must be one of those. So I got a half price Springer, along with my half price rampage and half price KSI boss. So go me, because I did all this at friggin' fan expo. <laughs> uh anyway, I was very proud of myself. So um that's the bulk of my on topic what I got this. I'm just looking to see if I've forgotten anything, but I think that's it. There there wasn't a, there was no TCG presence whatsoever uh, at Fan Expo, not even the Blaster Soundwave set. Uh mm-hmm. so that was unfortunate and I'm I'm pretty sure some of the locals are pretty bummed out about that. Um and uh that that those are what we got. So that brings us to our first news item, which is just a little update. It's a little Unicron Unicrup date. We're not gonna talk about whether or not he's gonna get backed, because like, you know, that's that we can't impact that. You know, I mean we can impact it by backing, but then we add one to the number. But what I'll say is as of August twenty-third, uh he is if you include the fifteen hundred international backers that haven't been applied yet that they talked about in the Unicron QA, he's like just about halfway with eight days left. Uh this tracks with how Jabba's katana thing went except I was informed Jabba's car had a did not need 8000 people it needed uh, notably less than 8000 people to back it so uh there is that also they've said that they've been working on Unicron for a year and a half I I feel like Unicron will come out somehow no matter what happens uh yeah I I have the feeling like we talked about a little bit before the show I I wonder how much some of the like online retailers are going to slip in towards the end and be like, you know, like like we had talked about before with Big Bad and yeah. the way they were taking pre-orders. If some of those are going to be just like, you know, we're just going to go ahead and fund a hundred or whatever they think that they can sell towards the end, and then how many of those Hasbro is going to miraculously find in the last day or so. This is also, like, we've heard nothing from Hasbro Asia, uh, who very much could be the angel backer, because Hasbro Asia is enormous. Mm. Their customer base is huge, and their customer base likes big toys, according to them. Um and then, like, this is not meant to. This, I don't think it's sinister when I say this. It's just the truth. This is not. This is not a Kickstarter. This is a crowdfunding platform that is internal and and owned by Hasbro. There, there's no oversight mm-hmm. on this crowdfunding platform, yeah. so they can do whatever they want with it, really. Uh, so you know, like, like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to maintain. I think it, it's going to come out no matter what happens. You're probably going to get the best price on it if you become a backer. Um, but that, that's like about it as far as that. Um, I almost don't I feel almost like this is like asking who you vote for in a political election. I don't want to ask you guys if you've backed it or not. Like I feel like that's too probing. Uh 
It's it's been a month. Yeah, that's so, that's what uh, I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to. Yeah, if, I, if 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 my if my eBay page miraculously gets wiped out in the next week, I will do it. And, and I'm going to say a lot of people I know who aren't backing it, who you know for whatever reason, including like just they don't really want it. I don't know anyone who's like, and I hope it doesn't get backed. Like a lot of people who are actively like, I don't want to own it, are like, I hope it gets backed because people who want it are super excited. And I, I'm, I'm very much on that 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 wavelength. Like I, I've. Uh, by not promoting backing it, I'm not trying to say I hope it doesn't happen. Um, if if I get a raise retroactive to the beginning of this year, I might back it. In the next week, but then it have to happen in the next week. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> like the timing on it, I think everyone can agree. Uh, in fact, evenly keeping it in this tunnel vision scope, and we said this before, or I said it before, and I still maintain the timing of this with MP44 is 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 an enormous damaging thing to this as an actual Kickstarter campaign or a crowdfunding campaign. Uh, mm-hmm. Your internalized, most loyal demographic of people who would spend 500 bucks on a Transformer are literally about to spend, in some places where they maybe shouldn't be, a, a 500 bucks on a Transformer. Um, you should be spending more like 400 tops on MP44 uh, or maybe 450 shipped. But regardless, that's like kind of apples and oranges once you're getting to the 350 plus tier, mm-hmm. right? So this is butting right into the most expensive masterpiece toy ever made uh it, directly butting into it <laughs> let's just say uh and, and that brings us just quickly i'm just gonna say they, they have a, an answers your questions video and uh the the main things to pull out of here for me is that this was something they've worked on for over a year and a half and uh that those little things that look like siege blast effect ports and five five millimeter weapon ports are in fact those things uh, everything else in here, I feel like they already had said. Uh, so I, I just want to quick talkly talkly quick. I was about to say I want to talkly quick about his removable head and his conversion. The re- removable head, they they did do it. It seems like you know they they were like, should we do it? Oh, Flint Dilly wants us to do it, and so they're gonna do it. Uh, his face also comes off to reveal something that I think looks hilarious. Uh, but I, I like how they went for it with that skeletal face detail. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I still think the rotating eyes doesn't work when it's green plastic under translucent green plastic. Like, I have troubles noticing it's happening when his face is on. And I feel like I don't want to do the gimmick when his face is off. Yeah, I, uh, I watched that bit, that that removed head video, and I don't know, it's just the angle or whatever it is. Yeah. But... Like, okay, yeah, it's cool that those eyes have just a ton of travel, like 120 degrees back and forth inside of the head. That's cool. But then it's like, okay, then you put an entire faceplate over it. Yeah, and it's green over green, so it's like muddling together visually. They did specifically say that these aren't final colors, that they are going to tweak them well, in they production. Did. They did. It, even but... if it's tweaking of colors, it's like the thing that they put over the face only gives small comparative windows into where these eyes are moving back and forth versus if it was just like the face had bigger cuts and used like if the eyelid parts were on the eyes as I'm making hand motions I would, over I my face. I wouldn't want those to be bigger either. Like because at, at, at one point it's kind of like to have a nice looking robot face 
you obscure this eye gimmick. And I feel like the way this eye gimmick would work is to, to look to another one that didn't turn out super well, Metroplex, uh, where Metroplexes mm-hmm. didn't turn out well because they were flashing. Uh, if that yeah. light stayed on, that gimmick would be aces. And this is where I'm like, this actually is a place to maybe put in lights, not sounds, but lights, because LEDs in those eyes would make the pupil gimmick uh, disappear when it's not on and then look aces when it is on. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, like I will also get behind the not final colors thing because it might not be that they're going to change them from being green, but they could also tweak the uh, whatever the word is for how clear the lenses are. Opacity. The opacity. Thank you. Uh, oh man, I even use that word all the time. Man, that's yeah, a, you're a video editor. What's yeah, wrong? What? With you? It's just yeah, the the cl- the unclearitude of the <laughs> the lenses. <laughs> uh, but yeah, also the head will come off, so hooray. Uh, they, I, I felt like that was inevitable. Um, At least they made it an easy separation as well. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not going to be like, you know, complicated. It doesn't giant, look like it's... Giant or, headmaster port. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it doesn't look like it's going to gonna be something that will also fall apart. Like, you know, partly because just everything on Unicron's enormous. Um. And then that brings us, this is the thing I, I enjoyed. After the cute transformation video with the tuxedo, they just, they actually just did a nice, still sped up, but a nice five and a half minute, this is how he transforms into a robot transformation video. Uh, Takahashi Kunihiro was uh, still, the senior product designer, was still doing the transformation. Um, Aaron noticed, and I noticed as well, there are a few points where he's working with the resin and on a, on a lazy Susan and on the display stand. And there are a few points where he is kind of walking off to go like, is this working right? Uh, yeah. Cause, and, and it's specifically one, of, like one of the shoulders goes great. The other shoulder really fights back. And, oh, and I'm like, oh, it, it was, it was actively fighting back. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at it kind of going like, that is definitely a 3d printed C clip that ain't playing right. And the, the jump cut, mm-hmm. I'm like, did they, I bet you they just printed a new one. <laughs> so like this one ain't working <laughs> print off mm-hmm. another uh for those who don't know as far as we know hasbro's 3d printers they have on site are able to do stuff like that um that's that's why the story of this unicron prototype is so fascinating to me uh but the tra- that's why it's so expensive because they're individually 3d printing these things it, yes and then hand painting them um mm-hmm. that's a lie but you know it's also fun to believe it's true uh the transformation on Unicron, uh, I was digging more than I thought I would, given how much goes behind his legs in the initial shots we saw. I mm-hmm. see kind of what they mean now. This is me, like, granted, I have a taste for transformation that is, you know, wide, but also often very specific. Uh, in this video, even sped up, I kind of see what John Warden was talking about at SDCC when he said the way that the panel, the spherical panels fold away is almost like they're dancing together. It's, it's the moments when they're locking into the legs where I'm like, those are not just tabbing in. There's an, there's, there are interlocking angle cuts that are, it almost looks like they're holding each other together in place, Mm -hmm. which I think is fascinating. Also, uh, the way they peel back, I saw a comparison and I was like, oh, I see it. Cause obviously they tried to match the arms doing the thing from that shot in the movie. Um, if you watch that shot, those gray, it's like those, those sort of gray hemispherical panels are also almost peeling back organically in the movie. And the, what the panels are doing here to me is the mechanical version of that. Yeah. The like crunch fold, crunch fold. Yeah. Instead of physically 
peeling back and shrinking as they do in the animation because that's impossible. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing the next best thing and doing it, you know, in quadrants still. Like the, the yeah. sad part of this video is there was a really nice setup, which then when the shoulder wasn't working, everything fell apart because it's a resin and it all fell down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> but ideally, you know, when it's not resin, uh, you're going to have those quadrants kind of hovering there while you're, you know, opening the arms and moving the legs down. And I think that's a cool visual. Uh, and, and I, I was just noticing a lot of reverberation on those panels as they were accordioning and sucking into each other. Uh, and so, I mean, we don't know for sure, but I was, I was suddenly feeling like, is this going to be like those masterpiece moments where it's like, there is tactile feedback that you can't communicate in a video. Uh, you can only imply. And I'm like, I was getting kind of excited. Um, uh, there is definitely... Uh, two things to note. We knew about this. I mean, the the, the rings do come off. I, I like that they at least seem to have like a, a 90 degree turn lock system. Uh, but they do come off. Um, the, the one that I think stuck out the most, though, is we knew that those spike uh, rims that are next to the arms in planet mode, we knew they, they said those were going to be kind of softer uh, plastic. Uh, mm-hmm. And I knew that they were kind of hanging off in some of those initial shots, but uh, they are definitely like just chilling out, hanging off the shoulders for a lot of that transformation. The one saving grace for me was that bit at the very end when it looked like they could rail slide back a little bit. Uh, I thought that was a neat way to turn them into more of like a, an extended piece of like, you know, satanic livery. But uh, those those kind of ribbons of spikes hanging off the shoulders along with you know the the sort of pronounced uh high collar backpack would be to me the two biggest sins of this figure so far uh that backpack though looked like it locked together even tighter than the all the stuff on the legs like the way the backpack locked together with those like fold out you know those those things that folded out to kind of hitch them together to the mm-hmm. to the back of his robot mode i thought that looked really nice that looked like it was going to make a really nice click feel uh but anyway, yeah, that we, we finally got to see, and, and good on him for just showing us, you know, sacrificing a nice transformation video to show us the resin getting converted in full uh, is a step. I, I thought we weren't going to get that, and that is a really nice level of transparency for this kind of crowdfunding thing. Uh, so anyway, I rambled a whole bunch. Um, hey, Aaron, how, you, how are you feeling hey. about them coffee breaks? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was more than just the coffee. Oh, boy. In, in between those, I'm I'm feeling like it might have had a little bit of whiskey in that coffee, a little, little bit of Irished up. Well, you know, if if Takashi Kunihiro-san was at any of these conventions, we could ask him, like, do you do you put something in your coffee or not? But unfortunately, he's not able to make it over uh, to any of the ones where we could ask him questions. But hey, maybe sometime in the future, we'll put that one. That'll be question number three. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, like transformation-wise, like, did you see any tricks on there that really like made you go like, oh? Um, I, words, I'm, I'm having a difficult time wording today, apparently. Uh, the moment of the leg that just, I really appreciate just the way that so much of the shell, like the, like you said, like how it just all dances together around some of the other parts of it. Yeah. Um, I, Definitely see why it's going to be coming with a stand. And uh, as I joked before, I hope that it comes with the Lazy Susan that that stand sits upon as well to help you do the full transformation. If not, then we got to get some, some third-party Lazy Susans. Looks like a Susans. big, beefy boy. Yeah. 
those sculpted Cybertron surface third party Lacey Susans and yeah. in this house. Uh, I think that will definitely help a lot being able to turn him in place as well as have him suspended. I, I appreciate the suspended on a stand <laughs> transformation. Uh, as I said before, mm-hmm. reminds me a ton of the Akiba Ranger uh, Chogokin transforming figure. The uh, machine attacher um, made mm-hmm. good and organic use of a stand as well. Uh, I like that the legs reach the ground while the stand is attached. It doesn't feel like he's... Mm-hmm. The stand just doesn't feel like it's in the way. It really does feel like it's a friend in this transformation. Yeah. He's not doing the kind of awkward space hover. Yeah. Um, on a stand, it looks like it's actually set up so that he stands. I think that was uh, um, Masterpiece Dinobot. Yes. A couple of times when I'd go to, when I was messing with him before he just ended up in a box where it was like I, I would have the stand and would have to work to have him stand on the stand and make it look like he was actually standing and not just kind of space hovering. Mm. The the one thing with Unicron is it does look like you need to kind of know where he's at with transforming his feet because mm-hmm. they are going to land when you rotate them down. So if you haven't got all those bits out yet, it looked like at one point on the first leg, if, if I recall correctly, he was kind of like, oh, wait, <laughs> I got to pull this mm-hmm. back a little. Yes. A um, little bit, little bit of jump cut, and back and away it goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TJ, did you? What, what did you uh, pull from this transformation? Like, was it was it really enthralling? Did you did did you see any tricks that kind of made you blink and go, huh? Unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to see the video. Oh, so I'm yeah, I've I, yeah, I've not had the chance to see this in person. I've been looking at the screenshots. I've been looking at the. It has wonderful elevator music. I talked about at the top of the it show. It does have yes. elevator music. That is true. It is. <laughs> It's cute elevator music, at least. <laughs> oh, don't start this. <laughs> we can't have this be the next hour and a half of this podcast. Um, but yeah, no, the, the the screen caps we got on TFW actually are, are capturing the motion pretty decently. Uh, it's just, it's 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 fascinating to me that like you know part of the challenge of this transformation is not so much how to do it, but also like how to make it doable. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which which. It makes me so fascinated to see how the final product turns out because, like, a lot of what I'm saying, I said it, I said it a couple times, I think, but like, there was some hink in that transformation that also, like, entirely could be the materials used in this prototype, having to deal with the the weight and also not even just the weight, but like the fulcrum forces at work. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the the masses that are that are being held up by one you know sturdy and thick looking jointed stick coming out of the core of the planet, uh, and I, I'm also getting kind of curious in a more frowny way about how his outward shoulder motion works because it when there's a jump cut to the the shoulders being out a bit more it looks like the outward shoulder joint involves those transformation accordion hinges. I could be wrong, but. I got that impression off of it, and I was kind of like, I don't like the idea of using those things to make his arms reach outwards. Um, but again, you know, we'll see how he works in in, in final. Uh, any other Unicron thoughts you guys got? I mean, like, yeah, it's it's sure been a month. This Unicron thing out of out of nowhere at you know possibly the worst time it could have chosen to happen. Uh, <laughs> like, have you guys been have you guys been stressing it too much, or is it really just like? You know, it's happening in, in kind of like, I'm just going to let life happen around it. That's kind of what I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I appreciate folks who are doing a big push, and I think it's good, you know, that there's there's a lot of chatter about it. But uh, 
Yeah, that MP44 timing especially, it really did a number on this, I think. Um, yeah, at this point, I think if I get an order on this, it will be because of extraordinary luck. Yeah. And no matter what happens, if you get an order on this, like there is going to be an inherent level of irresponsibility, I think, in most anyone who's doing an order on this. Even if you got the budget, if you got the, it's not, I guess, irresponsibility, not, not to say that is legitimate, you know, financial irresponsibility, but like, you you don't you don't become a backer on this Unicron without thinking like yeah this is gonna this is a thing I'm doing right you, you can't do that lightly. Uh, I know some people who have done it lightly and I think that they're terrifying, but uh, you can't do it lightly. <laughs> um, and going off that, uh, hey, it's Fan Expo time, and boy was I surprised at Fan Expo today. Did you guys know that, that, that Ren's son and John Warden came to Canada? Because I didn't until the panel was already happening, and I was seeing if I could get into the back half of it. Uh, no. So I was going to go to that panel. I was going to go to EB. I was going to get in early, go to EB, get my Power Rangers, then go to the Transformers panel. moment I get to the first station off of, bu- off of my bus, uh, the whole subway line shuts down because of an on-track injury at College Station, which specifically made not just the train stop, they also all powered down, which made me think, oh, that must have been the third rail. Oh, that probably is a is a physical mess. That's really sad. And also, more selfishly, what poor timing. So it took me an extra, like, 40 minutes to get to Fan Expo, so I got in, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make this, make this Transformers panel. Um, and I missed the beginning of it. I was, like, looking at the reveals as I was in the EB booth, and then mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I'll just skip the rest of it. And then I saw that John Warden was there, and I was like, but pardon me? So I, I hastily got over to the panel room, and I, I listened to most of the Q&A and recorded a, what, what I could of it. There were some cool tidbits that came out of that. Uh, you know that Walmart reissue Optimus that we were all kind of going like, what is this trailerless mm-hmm. kind of expensive G1 Optimus? Um, mm-hmm. During the Q&A, it came up, and I feel like we didn't hear this anywhere before. The G1 Optimus mold is dead. Uh, so that new Walmart reissue was backwards engineered off of a cab robot. And that explains really? a lot. Hmm. Yeah. That ex- I mean, A... The mold is the, like the mold, not dead, but the mold was in enough disrepair it was unusable. So that that explains, for instance, why if they did have to make a new mold, they would have focused on the cab. Um, mm-hmm. And if they had to make a new steel mold, the trailer components are fairly large. I think, from my extremely layman understanding of how steel tooling works, I would imagine making a new steel tooling for Optimus Prime's trailer would be as expensive as, like, making one for, like, a leader-class toy, at the very least? No. Because those two pieces no, are so long, because right? The... Uh, the size isn't necessarily an issue. Yes, a larger steel mold is going to be more expensive than a smaller steel mold. That's that's where my brain is going. It is the... the but like the, it's those... not like it... It's not like it would be an order of magnitude. Like, okay. a steel mold twice the size isn't going to be like twice the cost because all i'm thinking about is that those trailer the main trailer halves are two extremely large pieces yes two extremely large simple pieces okay yeah yeah you're right you're right that's why we got you here mr uh engineering yeah mr uh yeah. mr engineering and yeah. i think i called like, you mr yes, cars eight, at one point yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, the helicopters doesn't exist guy. Yeah, all those things. Yep. Um, yeah, so for something like that, I mean, yeah, so a larger mold is going to be more expensive, but it's a relatively simple mold. You don't have any... Um, mm, trying to find somebody... Like, when you end up with cavities in and out that that's an extra level of complexity yeah generally that's why you end up with like sprue lines because they orient all of that stuff so that the up and down is all in the up and down range of the mold yeah yeah for your two halves but most of the trailer stuff i want to say it'd be pretty simple enough to have be planer so there's nothing incredibly complex i wonder again layman stuff going on here i just also wonder if because they as i understand it at least had to reconstruct an optimus prime mold factoring in the cost of that that we somewhat ascertained from when they first did um, it with Soundwave, plus the shipping cost of a box big enough for the trailer like it, yeah, it feels like that all so adds like I, I don't think that like Old versus new on steel molds would really make a difference, and really, a lot of your like layout and design costs. Oh no no no! Would no, already I'm, I'm, exist. That's not what I'm thinking of. I'm, I'm I'm thinking of. Do you remember that old anecdote from a botcon where they were like when they when they reconstructed Soundwave that first time <laughs> mm-hmm. in like 06 or whatever, and and they basically said doing this was more ex- like making this new Soundwave tooling was more expensive than making a new transformer toy from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, like the reverse engineering process is just inherently at that time, at least was somehow more expensive. That that's what's going through my head when I'm thinking about this, this little tidbit. My, my wager is that that expense is much less now due to advances in, mm. in technology. Okay. Because nowadays you would be able to really, depending on how they're doing it, even if you had a decent, like, two-axis CNC machine, mm-hmm. you would be able to put your billet steel in there and make a mold a lot easier than older methods. But yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know enough in the toy engineering and molding side of things. I know that in, in the like manufacturing engineering world, a lot of those uh like side technologies there's been a whole lot of like you got your peanut butter and my chocolate type of moments with 3d printing and cnc cells and the like where i was just actually talking to a friend of mine today talking about how she was doing some fun stuff with a ceramics 3d printer and then got to talking to somebody else about, yeah, I really wish I could get this odd shape, but printed in ceramics for what we're doing. And it was like a, mm-hmm. This is a slight tangent. I also met another 3D printer artist in the uh, the North building at Fan Expo who 3D prints primarily stuff for Dungeons & Dragons miniature scale, 28 millimeter. Uh, okay. But he, he is printing, he is trying to undercut the industry. So he prints at a rate of like, if he doesn't have to assemble anything, he'll print something for, for you at a rate of like a dollar an hour. Uh, and he also had a miniature printed at 20 microns that looked like it was poured. It was incredible. Uh, okay. like a plague doctor miniature, like the build, the build material was still hanging off of it, but the smooth surfaces on it, I was like, I was like, my eye can't see the layering anymore. And then he explained to Mm -hmm. me like, yeah, 20 microns, like a sheet of paper is a hundred microns. 
thick. Mm-hmm. And so think about that. And I was like, that's really freaking cool. And then I bought, he was, because his stuff was priced so well, he had like a thing of sci-fi scatter terrain and there was like a missile launcher amidst all these, you know, rubble pieces and girders. And I was like, and it said sci-fi scatter terrain, $25. I was like, oh, is this missile launcher 25 bucks? That's a great deal. This is like three components. And he's like, no, no, the entire set of scatter terrain is 25 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, I will buy that then because <laughs> i like to support 3d printer artists um so anyway there's my misunderstanding of some stuff although i still feel like just the nature of that optimus knowing that that was a reconstruct makes so much more sense to me somehow um yeah well yeah because now they have their like initial other a whole lot of other initial costs to do every reissue before like all of those investment costs were already paid for up front. They, they also mentioned, or John Warden also mentioned, that at least one of the dino cassette pairs had to be reconstructed as well, and they had to buy one on the secondary market to do so. Not surprising. And in his words, it was wicked expensive uh, to yeah. get a new one of those. Um, there was one other bit that was interesting. Oh, I'm trying to remember now. That was the main bit from the Q. There's a bunch of stuff in the Q&A that stuck out. One other one, Daryl from Transmissions, somewhat brusquely, and I think that someone needed to ask it brusquely. I'm glad he did it because I wasn't going to, uh, said has repulse shipping. Because they, they mentioned has repulse a bunch of times. And so he said, well, the thing is, has repulse shipping to Canada sucks. None of us use it because of the shipping to Canada. Is there any way you guys can look into that? And then one of the guys from the Canadian side said that they're aware of this and are, in fact, planning to look into it. Uh, Has Repulse was launched, um, wanting to be available to Canadians, but focusing on its delivery to American uh, users first. But they are, uh, it seems, aware and preparing to try to take some kind of action to make it more palatable to Canadian customers, because right now it is completely unpalatable to us. Uh, it is Hasbro mm-hmm. Toy Shop shipping again, which doubles the price basically of buying a figure off of there. Um, the uh, they did some reveals though, and uh, they revealed some new Studio Series uh, and some new. I mean, they revealed some new Siege, but it, that stuff also got kind of revealed f- from other venues slightly before the panel happened. And I think we kind of had heard bits about these. So like on the Siege end, it's new Hasbro Pulse exclusives, which holy crap and thank goodness in Canada, they are going to be available at EB Games. So we are not going to have to go through Pulse. Uh, I'm really happy about that. Uh, Siege Chromia retooled as Nightbird and Siege Brunt redone as Zetar, the drill tank power dasher. That's the one we'd kind of already seen. I feel like we hadn't seen seen Nightbird yet, but I can't remember anymore. Uh, I could swear that we had. Yeah, I feel like we did. At one of the... Was it one of the Japanese toy shows? I think shows? it was the one where they revealed the other power dashers. Yeah. Because I didn't yeah. really react. And, and it was just like, I want to say, yeah. And it was like Nightbird was just in the back. Yeah. Like, I think these look good, Yeah, you know, as far as mm-hmm. accomplishing what they're supposed to do. I just don't really have a ton to say otherwise. Um, yeah, I'll probably be getting Zatar. I'm definitely going to get Zatar. Uh, Not sure about Nightbird. Mm-hmm. Hasbro, please create another female mold. Yeah, I, the thing about Nightbird is like the fact that they kind of had to say this is what she would have looked like if she was on Cybertron. I'm kind of like, okay, like it's Chromia and you use Chromia to make another girl. Like it's. Mm-hmm. it's and also, Chromia was a sidestep from the power of the Primes, like one girl deluxe and like it's starting to after the era of strong arm which i felt was a really strong step forward we're kind of like we're kind of half stepping not backwards so much as like sideways while turning backwards (laughs) uh 
I think Nightbird looks. I don't think. I don't think Nightbird looks bad. I think this is just Nightbird is the unfortunate victim of this line of conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, those, so those were revealed. We got fresh studio series though. Uh, let's talk about the leader class Shockwave first. Uh, it's been pointed out by some folks. It looks like he might be sharing a lot of uh, engineering with Voyager ROTF Megatron. I'm only really seeing it in the legs, but I also like have not studiously looked at these very much uh, due to something else that happened today uh, that was positive. But uh, he, like, if that's the case, that is definitely like another Voyager sold as a leader with extra bits. I hope that I'm going to look at him in person this weekend a little bit more. My initial impression is I hope that's not really the case. He looked bigger in the case at a distance because uh, his extra bits are are three incredibly tiny minifigures of wheelie brains and a man with a parachute um, to, you know, drop the parachute over Shockwave's head. Ignoring all that side of like the size side of it, I think Shockwave looks fine. Like you think he looks like Shockwave from that movie. I think his tank mode looks like a movie alien tank. Uh, nothing about him is putting me off. Um, if he really is, like, the more I look at him, the more I'm seeing some of that ROTF Megatron DNA, potentially. That's maybe a little bit of a bummer, because I like that figure, but I like that figure as Megatron. Uh, I don't know if I want that figure as Shockwave, necessarily, uh, if that makes any sense. But, I don't know. Uh, TJ, how are you feeling about about Shockwave? We haven't seen this guy in, like, f- six years. Yeah. It's, yeah been a while so i i do like this incarnation of shockwave i like the skeletal aspects of him like the rib cage coming down is really creepy looking yeah you know like i i do like just how it, it's one it's one of those movie designs that feels like oh oh i not only can i see the g1 in him he also has a really like standout look on his own even in, amongst the movie toys so mm-hmm. that that makes me happy to see him again. The tank mode is a little odd. Of course, he, he always had that weird, like, everything shifted sideways kind of tank mode. Yeah. Rather than just, just like, Megatron, my head is my, like, bumper tank mode. I think I liked the, yeah. the old Voyager toys tank. Like, I liked that old Voyager toy a bunch. And I think that part of the reason I'm not into this tank mode as much is because I liked the thinner tank he became in that toy. Um, not like, not like enormously thinner, but like this tank very much looks like a sideways legs kind of transformation. Mm, kind of like, you know, unfortunately a very ROTF Megatron transformation. Yeah. But it, it's, it's admittedly difficult to see. It's not a good angle for that tank. I'm going to try to take us some better photos if I can tomorrow. Uh, you know, or long time from, from before you're hearing this, perhaps. But that that I'm like the more I'm flipping around, I'm like, yeah, a lot of people seem to kind of like like if you look at the CG, the um the, you know the official images, we do have those as well. And then the tank mode is shot from the front, so it's hard to actually see what yeah, it looks yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and his head is there in the middle. Like, yeah, that is okay. That is really ROTF Megatron, isn't it? Like is is that how is that not ROTF Megatron man? Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, if it, the, the when the goal of Studio Series is the robot mode scale, I wonder if his CG model like I, also I'm so bad at these freaking CG models from the movies because I I never studied them all that much. I just like how they look in motion when when I like them. I wonder if his CG model actually was a re-skeletoned Megatron CG model to the degree that it would make more sense 
to base a figure that's focusing on the robot mode on a Megatron. Uh, if that's the case, mm. then cool. I understand where it's coming from, and I'm still kind of like, I wish that wasn't what you were doing. <laughs> I, he also never transformed in the movie itself, so it might just be a case of Hasbro kind of aping the existing engineering just to cobble something together. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because I, I, I'll, I'll say again, I think Shockwave looks fine. It's just all these aspects make me very much not liking the leader class part, uh, especially in Canada. But Canadian leader class toys, studio series ones especially, I've been able to really cheat on those so far. And I bet I can cheat on this one too. <laughs> Get him for Voyager prize. Uh. Uh, Aaron, how you, like, any other thoughts you got on, on Shockwave? Not really. What about Parachute Man? Um, We're not talking about Parachute Man. Yeah, I mean... I, it's kind of distressing that the uh, the stock photos don't include uh, Parachute Man in with Shockwave. He has his own stock photo. Just just his own <laughs> his own stock it's not photo. Even the parachute. There's no parachute. Oh. Okay. Rendering a piece of cloth yeah. in CG is expensive, y'all. All right. Like yeah. <laughs> also, I, so I'm going to say I'm it, also hoping that a future convention has just a big Parachute Man drop from a tall lobby or oh, something. Oh no, that convention they they lost the license. They uh yeah. Somebody's got to bring it back. Oh, man. Uh, the one thing that is also that just occurred to me that I think is kind of a bummer, leader-class shockwave, right? He's, he's doing the Megatron thing, the Dark of the Moon Megatron thing, where it's like he's sort of like a buffed leader, uh, buffed Voyager toy with some extra bits and pieces, you know, extra minifigures mm-hmm. stuff, and a piece of soft goods. His piece of soft goods is probably the size of Megatron's cape, but it's the parachute, which is inherently a million times less interesting than a cape on a robot. So... We got to figure out how to make that thing a cape for Shockwave, or that's a legit bummer when you put him next to that leader Megatron, uh, as far as where his soft goods went. Um, we also saw a new Megatron. We saw the Megatron I wanted to see. Voyager Class 2007 Megatron in Studio Series to join the rest of the 07 Decepticons. I am super excited about this figure. Uh, the figure has looked worse to me with repeated viewings, I'm going to admit, in the robot mode. Um, not in a way that makes me dislike it, just that it definitely, like, the more I looked at his legs, the more I was like, oh, them legs! That's where a bunch of stuff happens. Okay. Uh, he's got very, sco- very, very boxy, uh, calves. Um. Yeah. Which, which is clearly where the wings go. So, you know, I get it. Uh, I think the rest of him looks fine. Uh, I like this Megatron a lot. I like that we got a movie one Megatron who doesn't have a gigantic wing pack that also isn't a masterpiece toy. Um. And for a Voyager, that jet mode is looking great to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw some people discussing whether or not he's he's like a retooled Dark of the Moon Megatron. I could see how people would get to that conclusion when you look at his legs. In fact, my brain did that too. But I, I'm thinking that that's like just a coincidence, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Like it's like yeah. it's it's like sure, <sighs> lots of the alt mode is in the legs. That's like the shared thing. But like. Yeah, it may maybe it's a case of like torso and spine parts. Well, I also saw someone mention uh, that he has the Revenge of the Fallen Megatron chest, and that's when I realized I can't tell the difference between their chests. They all look like Megatrons to me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Megatron has a Megatron chest. Yeah, I, I don't shocks just, and surprise. The, the person I can't, I can't remember who was on Twitter. I apologize to that person if they're listening. I'm pretty sure they're right if they're someone who knows the that CG model evolution that well because I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm I mean, clicking. I've got I've got my just acquired. 
uh, Dark of the Moon. This is ROTF Megatron, though. Er, he's he's the Voyager tank guy. Yeah, and I, yeah, I uh, I haven't gone to look. I I, I, I mean, I'm, he, he has he, you know, with this one, it's again a similar chest, but you know why? Because it's it's Megatron. I, it's I, the same I, way that the heads look the same. I think I am clicking back and forth between masterpiece movie Megatron and this one. Yeah. And it is a very different chest design. Like it's a movie chest. It's a movie Megatron design, so it just looks like a pile of shrapnel. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're if you're paying attention, yes, the shapes go in different angles. There are details that are different on between the two. Like if this was on my shelf next to the Revenge of the Fallen Megatron, yes, I definitely see the similarities. That then makes me immediately wonder: Is there going to be a third party chest that comes out? With the accurate angles, accurate curves. Uh, this now makes me start wondering, does this guy share anything with Voyager Revenge of the Fallen Megatron? And I can't tell because their vehicle modes are such different shapes. But, like, no, I can't tell. I'm not even going to try. Uh, I'm just going to wait for this to come out because it's what I wanted. And I don't want to f- figure out reasons why it's not what I wanted. This is what I wanted. I am happy. <laughs> uh, uh, TJ, how are you feeling about uh, 07 Megatron here? I'm actually really impressed. Like I remember the first time they tried to make this toy as a Voyager, and oh, that did not work. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one's also not having ice parts. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty. Yeah. That's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good addition there. Uh, yeah, I actually really, really like it. Like, yes. Uh, now looking at the difference between the chests, yes, I do notice it. But there are parts of this that I actually kind of like more than the masterpiece. Like, I, I like yeah. that I can't see the wings. I am ecstatic that the wings disappear on this one. Uh, that's all I, That's all I wanted, right? That's all I wanted was a modern 07 Megatron who does not wear his wings. That's all I wanted. And, and the Masterpiece one, I appreciate how much they fold away. But, like, this one's, this one's doing the magic trick. I mean, we could see it, but it's a magic trick. Uh... Do you still think the movie Masterpiece one looks... Actually, I can't remember if that was even on your radar in the first place. Uh, uh, it really isn't. Ma- movie Masterpiece is not something... like I not. I don't have enough love for the movie designs to go after Masterpiece incarnations of them. Yeah. But, you know, the studio, the studio series... I, I find that, especially from the first movie, I'm willing to grab. Yeah, uh, the Decepticons from the first movie are my favorite part of that first movie um, by far. They they are a a great unit of villain robots. There's something there's, there's a certain cohesion to them as a, as a squad that I like. Even mm-hmm. though the 07 movie is by far not my favorite of the of the movies, the the fourth one is the objectively best live action movie. Oh, <laughs> starting it again. But this this is this is also ending a nice saga. They're they finished they're, they're finishing off the 07 Decepticons. I'm so happy. Now they got to do Studio Series Mono Eye Swindle to like finish off the toy line part of it uh, from that first wave. Um, that's the next step in the nostalgia staircase they have to ascend to. Um, and then they move into Power of the Spark and get all crazy. But that's never gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Can, can I get a payload that doesn't have a massive pole out his back? I would super love a payload that does not <laughs> have a massive pole sticking out of his back because that toy is great, except for the massive yeah. pole sticking out of his back. Um, Aaron, how are you feeling about uh, 07 Megatron? Um, I it's a 07 Megatron. Ah, <laughs> I mean. So I'm, you also caught me mid drink of water. So I'm here to help. 
Yeah, thanks, friend. The question, um, I guess, is also how much is he on your radar? Probably not a ton. Like, I I think it's cool that he doesn't have a big wing pack backpack with it apparently going towards the legs and and uh, folding down pretty neat. Maybe if I see this, like, in somebody's video and the way that the legs work or wings work together really calls to me, I might, but uh, Studio Series, for me at this point... Kind of seems like it's just going to be trying to get Devastator because it's a big, dumb combiner, and why not a big, dumb combiner? And I mean, that is that is the the back half of the Studio Series reveals we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah. By the way, I was there when they put these in the case, for a reason I'll explain in, in, after we talk about these. Uh, and uh, they de- it was definitely, it was, it, was, uh, it was Ransun and John Warden, and they were the only two who were handling these because they were the only people who knew how these worked. Uh, and, uh, the thing that we noticed hanging out by, by, by the case while they were putting them in, all the packaging was done on these. Uh, they, they had box samples of, of mo- at least most of these, if not all of these. Um, that's why their backdrops are there in the case as well. Uh, and I, I was kind of hoping they'd put the boxes out too, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> sadly no. But they, yeah, they had, they had a big box from, of Hasbro stuff. At some point, the nose cone of Megatron's jet mode was not attached to Megatron is something I noticed. But I'm not sure if it fell off in shipping, <laughs> so I actually don't. I don't know. Um, but we also saw two more Devastator components. We saw a Mixmaster at the Voyager scale and Scavenger at the Leader scale. So Mixmaster, uh, I was asked this on Twitter, and I, I thought of it. I forgot to answer it, but but I'll just say it here. Someone was like, "It would be great if you get some more shots of Mixmaster because no matter what shots I'm looking at, I can't tell what the hell's going on with him." And my immediate reply is like. No, that's just movie Mixmaster. He's a walking mess. That's that's what he's always looked like. In in if you ever watch the movie, he's just he's a janky calamitous lank thing made of parts, and then like half the parts invert when he shoots his cannon. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's actually a pretty solid Mixmaster. It's just that he's he's a weirdo. That's why I'm kind of excited about that one. Also, the part where he turns into a head and none of the head is visible in either of these modes. Um. That's another little quest of mine this weekend is to see if I can spot anything relevant to the combination on these two. Uh, and then we got, we got you know, our fresh wheelsman scavenger, uh, leader class. Uh, I can say that in person, he definitely looked like the leader class part was uh, not so much his volume, but his bulk and his mass. Uh, he's just got a lot of stuff going on. Um, he turns into Devastator's shoulders and like upper half of his torso. And, uh, and it looks like I, I didn't see them transforming these things. Uh, but it looks like his treads, his, his vehicle treads are like folded up inside of the round treads. Uh, you can see like one of the wheels sticking off the front of one of the treads. And it, it's a fascinating way to deal with the problem of the treads turning into circles. Uh, that I really want to see in motion. Um, also, he seems to have a fairly articulated head, thank goodness, because it's like one of the three things on him that moves. And uh, he yeah. seems to have fingers, mm-hmm. which is cool. So, uh, y'all, this is Mixmaster and Scavenger. I, I mean, I think that these, these two are are not going to be scrap metal. In fact, I think the only one who's going to be scrap metal is going to be the other yellow one, whose name I forgot, who turns into the other arm. Uh but Scavenger looks like he's a little bit of a step up from uh, from Pogo Stick 
Rampage. And Mixmaster looks like he is a step enormously sideways of what I've seen and heard of Long Haul. Uh, except maybe he's going to have a better vehicle mode come together because it's it looks like it's more hunks than panels, but I might be wrong. And the truck cab is just his back because that seems like that's going to turn into the head. Yeah. Uh, so Aaron, how are you feeling about our new Constructicons now that we've seen them? Uh, I'm I'm excited for him. It looks like Mixmaster is in like a baby Bjorn in front of an entirely different robot. Yeah. Because he's got two, like, chest things that look like they might be tiny little arms. Yeah, he looks like he has vestigial stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, I, I like the fake folded-in-half pectoral grill bumper. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I, that's a toy that, like, we've got to, someone's got to actually handle and, like, actually, someone doesn't have to. I, myself, have to handle and pose that robot mode to understand <laughs> that robot mode, I think. Yeah, uh, and insert I myself with you, the listener, because I feel like that's he's not going to be a photogenic toy. I don't think. Uh, I might be wrong, but yeah, he's he's a weirdo. Um, mm-hmm. What about Scavenger? How you feeling about that that fella? Scavenger, I it, I want to see how the the wheels actually go away because I can't tell if that's like folding up in three spots because. And the looking straight on at the excavator mode or whatever, you can see that there's like the curve of other of other wheel parts that you know have got to be part of what all tucks up in. And I can see the potential for a seam line where his alt mode treads kind of collapse some. Oh, I, like a circular line. I can kind of see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I want to, I want to see the trick of how it works. That's, I think, going to be basically the story of that figure. That and if his arms are really articulated with ratchet joint type stuff, I think that's going to be a real mm-hmm. big bonus. But yeah, I I, I got to see that wheel transformation. I, I can say from a distance, his excavator mode looked like a real friggin' meatball of plastic. Uh, yeah, as it should. I, I was into that. It, it looks a lot more intimidating than the old Voyager. Um, mm-hmm. TJ, how are you feeling about the new Constructicons? Uh, more chapters in the Devastator story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm happy to see Mixmaster doesn't look like he's going to be a nightmare to transform this time. Indeed. It's it's kind of like the fact that he isn't but still looks like this in robot mode is sort of that's proof positive of my statement that he's actually just a friggin' weirdo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like that's what they had to work with. So that's what he looks like now. Uh, And I, I, I do kind of forgive him. Like there's some leeway with all these Constructicons because they've got giant combiner chunks stuck in them somewhere. And like, he's holding an entire head on his back. Yeah. And like pretty like, well too. Like it's just, I'm, I'm really like, you can kind of see a hint of red in the CG yeah. robot shot, but like aside from that, I'm like, no, that's a pretty good hiding job. Like I'm a little worried. Like I hope the devastator's head actually looks satisfying in color once it's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like he's like, he does not look like he turns into a robot head whatsoever. You know, a right. robot head and slightly, slightly chunk of the head mass, mm-hmm. um, or skull mass. Uh, what about yeah. what about Scavenger? This is going to be an interesting one for me. Uh, the the original Scavenger or Demolishor is one of my most hated toys ever. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like for me, a basic function of an action figure should be the ability to stand. Yeah. Which you have to gorilla him in order to do that, which means you really can't pose him for anything. 
And, and and given what they did for Pogo Rampage, like I'm really curious if there's like I'm, you, I'm wondering if I'm wondering if one reason for the for the treads tucking away in that wheel, if that's what we're seeing, is to give him some kind of base where it just stops or locks into place. Yeah, like a like a kind of built in kickstand wedge. Yeah, something like that. I could kind of see that. That would be a really, I think, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, as a way to solve it, that seems like a, a sort of elegant way uh, mm-hmm. to, to put that in. Because, like, the the one thing about, about about Pogo Stick Guy is, like, he just comes with a stand. And I'm like, that's cool, but also, now i got a stand I have to worry about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that stand goes places in every... It does. In every mode. It does, but it's like, it's another thing to peg in and peg out. And like I like mm-hmm. I like I like integration in Transformers because it feels like that's part of the the franchise aesthetic to a degree. Um, right. So like an integrated kickstand wedge in the bottom wheel would be a really cool way to deal with this. Uh, although then it makes me wonder like I'm I'm pretty sure those wheels don't free spin, but I'm pretty sure they do turn. Uh, but I, I bet you it's like a stiff turn. Hmm. Yeah, I hope so. Because I, I think I think they really the 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 big problem I always had with 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 Demolishor really was just that his arms were funny looking no matter how you pose them because there weren't enough joints mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's where I'm satisfied looking at this guy is like he's he's got joints and fingers uh, so he as as alive as he's he's, he's possibly able to look he looks alive uh, which is something I really wanted um. And that's uh, that's our studio series reveals. Uh, any other thoughts on these things that you want guys want to throw out there? I think I'm good. Then uh, yeah, I'm good. I'll just say stay tuned for unless I've already put it up. Our little uh, my little uh, five minute interview with John Warden and Rand Son that I I managed to sneak into the schedule. Uh, there were a lot of scheduled fifteen minute blocks, and uh, folks with Hasbro Canada were incredibly kind and uh, managed to wedge me in there. I did. They did ask me how much time I would need, and I figured that the way that I would help this process is to say I only need five minutes, uh, and I stuck to it for the most part. Um, so I asked uh, two questions and made a request. Uh, one question was, was you know, a, a legit question. Second question I actually stole from uh, what people were asking the, the TCG folks because I was curious what these guys would do. Uh, and then I, I uh, told them about Omega Supreme and how they should be making more of him. Uh, I, I now have uh, confirmed in recording that John Warden knows who Omega Supreme is uh, mm-hmm. and was was aware of that before I told him. And then he... I think he was trying to 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 perhaps make the argument that there's too much pink, and I, I I might have implied like, hey, maybe there's not enough. That's not what happened. That's how I remember it. But there was a conversation about the pink. Um, so uh, check that out. Uh, again, big thanks to Hasbro Canada. Um, uh, their folks that were there. I don't want to name drop all of them because that seems like that might be like LinkedIn traceable, and that might be weird. But uh, it was uh, it was really really kind of them to to fit me in there. Um, and uh, I, w- I was, of course, because this all came together out of the blue, uh, I was not prepared whatsoever. So I recorded it on my phone, uh, listened to it on my phone. And it sounded like it was fine. So, you know, by now you'll know whether or not it was fine. And uh, hopefully y'all are cool with the questions I asked. Basically, Aaron, I'll just tell you right now. I, the, my main question was about the video instructions. Uh, mm-hmm. I was trying to be I was trying to be I was being kind about it. So I didn't say it's great how you have these things you know, that, that don't suck. Uh, like. <laughs> <laughs> like the paper instructions but 
it sounds like they're going to move forward with video instructions from this point onwards. Uh, it's part of a, a big redesign they want to do for the, the Transformers official YouTube page. Good. So I've, you well, realize that you're going to spend more time talking about the interview than it actually was. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Because I was talking about how the interview got set up. Uh, uh-huh. And now I'm just patting myself yeah. on the back for saying stuff. Like, I also went like, well, that's very good. But uh, uh, FYI, might be good to put uh, the plastic noises in there. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, just uh, saying there might be better instructions if you do that. Hmm. Um, and the reason I got thrown out of the booth is completely irrelevant to this, obviously. Like, that was just some, some you know, unfairness on the part of EV Games. Uh, I was not thrown out of the booth. I'm making a joke about how uh, I would have been rude during the interview, and then they would have uh, thrown me out if I was that rude, but I, I was not. I actually left the booth of my own accord. I'm just very, I'm very happy that this day went so well when it started so rough. That's really where I'm coming from. Uh, that's our fan expo talk, I believe. Uh, we rolled in Nightbird and Zetar into that whole thing, and you know, apologies to the two of them. <laughs> uh, listener question from Electro Rush. We got us a listener question here. I'm just doing one because I wasn't sure how long it would take to talk about all the other stuff. Uh, who says Electro Rush says greetings? Going to keep this short, but I think this question would make for an interesting discussion. Am I the only one that's bugged by this fandom's apparent need for their robots to have perfectly human proportions? Which is, by the way, a question I wanted to put in after talking about the Constructicons from the movies. Like on MP10 Optimus, a common complaint people have is about the length of the forearms. Every time I see this complaint, I can't help to think, but he's a robot. Why would he need to have perfectly proportional limbs? If I were a robot, I'd tell them to bite my shiny metal ass, which is a bender quote from Futurama. Uh, oh, and then he says, anyway, that's basically it. Whoop, 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 and scuttles away. That's another, that's another Futurama thing. That's not relevant to robots, though. So uh, I have thoughts about this question because I think this is kind of like, it's not I think it is, if I were to answer this right away, it's not that the fandom needs everyone to have human proportions. I think it is kind of case by case. I I do think a lot of the fandom kind of misunderstand why proportions sometimes are not human. I think specifically on MP10 Optimus, it's a complaint. The forums are a complaint because he is otherwise so human. And in the animation model that that Masterpiece Toy was halfways trying to work with, he was also very humanoid. Uh, or at least his mm-hmm. legs were longer because that's the super robot look. Like longer arms imply subtly in his case, in Impotence's case, a different kind of character than the longer legs would, which comes to the longer definition of why super robots often have short arms and long legs. Uh, it's like forced perspective, but that's my feeling. I don't know. I do think, though, like sometimes people in this fandom do come at proportions from that humanoid base when it's not as necessary. Uh... You know, like, oh, this guy's so stumpy, and I look at the thing, and I'm like, well, no, he looks like he's burly, you know? like um, A lot of that actually, I think, happened during early animated, leaving out the chins, even. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Bulkhead. Like, when we first saw that Voyager Bulkhead, I feel like there was conversation about how, like, he's all arms and torso, and his legs are these two little things. And it's like, that's a, that's a classic cartoon silhouette, though. Like, I think that's where that's coming from, and I, I don't know. I think, like, I, I'm kind of halfway critiquing the question, I admit, but I think it's coming from a good place. Uh, I don't know. Aaron, how do you feel about robot human proportions? Like, do you, do you, where do you like to find your robots? Um, that's a thing I don't think I've ever thought terribly in depth about, other than thinking, like, oh, this one's chunkier, beefier, you know, he's got 
the bigger legs for a look, but not thinking about it as in it's not humanoid. Yeah. Or human proportions. I'm always thinking more character based, really. Like, yeah. Like, I like longer legs as a general rule because that usually just makes them look like cool super robots. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's definitely not a, a, a method that I've I've thought about it before. Yeah. Uh, TJ, what about you? Like, how much. Like, how, how do you think about proportions in Transformer robot modes? I, I feel like it's the expectation for them to be humanoid because that's almost the entirety of what the originals were. Yeah. Like everything was trying to strike that perfectly humanoid proportion, even arms, even legs, symmetrical, etc. cetera. Uh, for me, I find a lot of the designs that stand out to me in series that otherwise wouldn't stand out are the ones where things get a little bit more interesting. You know, if I think back to R.I.D., you know, I remember things like Skybite and his big claw arm. I remember... Yeah. X-Brawn, his oh, big yeah. Popeye fist. Mm-hmm. You know, and thinking back to like the Unicron trilogy, where a lot of things were kind of you know, kind of homogenized for the most part. Yeah. Just you know, some design wise. Uh Crumple Zone has always stood out to me. Oh, definitely. It's just like a really interesting design. Like for me, I think it's very much uh character determined. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like to bring it back to this MP10 thing. Like to me, like again, it's not that MP10 is not perfectly humanoid proportions. In fact, he's maybe even more humanoid because his arms are a bit longer. So, he, like, people have longer arms than you might think sometimes. Because uh, we often look at robots that use the super robot thing of the force perspective of really long legs. Optimus Prime often has that. Uh, that's why, for me, the forearms were a complaint on MP10 Optimus. Because I'm like, this doesn't look as Optimus Prime to me. Uh, especially a G1 Optimus. Like, that's always been a, a thing with the G1 toy that stuck out to me as weird, is that he has these gigantic long forearms. Uh, and mm-hmm. it, it, it takes away from that hero silhouette. Uh, I would never just, like, you know, Crumple Zone, perfect example. I'd never look at Crumple Zone and go, like, well, this is stupid, his arms are long. Because it's like, his entire silhouette is based on this big arm, buff, tiny leg, strong man, gorilla silhouette thing. You know, like it's, yeah. that's, that's the character, the underbite even, right? The huge jaw. Like it's, it's all telling me who that is. If you had an Optimus Prime though, who had just very long forearms, I'd be like, what is that telling me about this Optimus Prime other than he's weird? Yeah. I, I think it's why I kind of, kind of irk a little bit at the, revenge of the fallen constructor cons because i don't know like well because you know of course there's no characterization to them at all that's that's definitely a big problem (laughs) yeah i have yeah Yeah. i have no basis why does demolisher look like a double ferris wheel i don't know why does rampage have a big pogo stick instead of actual legs that would be far more useful i don't know i don't know what makes the robots tick that way or why that is useful to them for for me, it's 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 like I agree, but then my brain went to like I I saw them as canvases because that's all I guess you know clearly that's also just sort of the thing I like doing is like if there's no fiction but I like the design I'm like well I'll just make it up and so to me like the Constructicons were like well these friggin' weirdos like I I I could think up lots of reasons why they they they're all so strange. Uh, I mean, I mean, you could do that, and I understand having that fun, but that does mean you are writing it for them. Oh, absolutely! And like, like for instance, yeah. like the Pogo Pogo uh, Constructicons, the Skipjack and Rampage. I'm like, the least interesting thing to have done is to actually take away the crab leg sub mode. 
Because, like, the part where they were, like, either, like, weird crab robot things, and then they could unify their crab legs into this massive, like, pile driver pogo stick. I'm like, this is so cool. Uh, so the Studio Series kind of, like, homogenizing down to just a pogo stick was like, okay, I get it. But but the crab legs. Um, I feel like, like to a degree, very x Like, I'm thinking about movie things now. Like, the... Ignoring the head designs, the the twins kind of had that too with the the you know the big strong arm they each have, mm-hmm. and it was if I recall mm-hmm. correctly, it was like one had the left, one had the right, or am I misremembering? I feel like it was I, like I tr- I try not to remember them. Period. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, the 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 idea. I remember back in '09, maybe I I at least convinced myself one of the big arms was different, or the big arms were different in each one because I was like. That just says so much about like that these are like side by side matching characters. Like uh, just to go back to that that. Uh, proportions informing the character thing. Like, when it is alien robots in cartoon... Even not robots, but there's a lot of cartoon characters do it, too. Uh, you know, playing with their silhouette biology uh, to to evoke who they are is, is huge to me. Um, you are correct. As ice cream trucks, the toys, one had a small left arm, one had a small right arm. I'm, that's not making me remember. We were talking at some point about, like, when Studio Series is going to do the ice cream truck. Still, I still kind of oh, want to know how that, give how that it time. goes. We, there, you know what? I'm just going to throw this in here. We, we never talked about them. They did reveal that set of, of bikes, the Studio Series bike mm-hmm. triplets. Uh, how do I put this? I'm, I'm, ha- I'm really excited they're existing, and I'm still enormously disappointed that they don't seem to combine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I know they didn't in the movie, and much like the pogo stick, that means they don't have to do it on the toys. But it feels like uh, that would have really closed a very specific, fresh nostalgia loop for me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm still because I think that they look fine. I think that I'm very underwhelmed by them because they're not doing a thing that technically they never had to do. So it's very unfair of me, but that that's kind of where I'm coming at on those ones. Did you guys uh, react much seeing those those final shots of them? And whoever else they were announced with? I forgot. There was some other figure they were revealed with. Not not in particular. Mm. I, there was part of me that kind of realized later on, oh, I'm going to pay a lot of money for three for a three-pack of tiny little figures. Like okay. it looks like they at least transform a lot, which makes me excited. Like they they don't seem to be literally, you know, every other small version of them that we got from Human Alliance and etc. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Like that's nice, but uh, maybe maybe kind of like Mixmaster. I feel like I'm gonna know who they are a lot more and be more excited about them once I'm handling them. Um. I'm just also. I'm, oh, it was uh, it was Camaro Bumblebee from 07. That's the other. The that's why I forgot. That's a very forgettable oh. reveal yeah. for Studio Series. <laughs> the the main character of the whole franchise, who's also couldn't had, even remember his reveal. Well, he because he's had five million toys made of him. <laughs> yeah. All right, that explains that. Um, I'm just relooking at the bikes triplets now as well uh speaking of characters informed by silhouettes like again like we don't know who these three are unfortunately um yeah officially we well yeah i don't know why these spindly little like it's like naga designs 
are necessary for their character. The weird thing is, like, they've actually had characterizations in the comics, but it's been so hit or miss and so slightly rewritten every time you can't really apply one to any any one of them and they were never i don't think they were ever technically sisters in the comics but i might be misremembering uh, also the-, the thing the thing in the, co- the thing in the comic it was like they had to do like the normal rc cuz rc came out for movie 1 as a yeah. full deluxe and then they had to explain why there were three of them and so, then they like- had they had energon scout el- repaint elita 1 survive till the dark of the moon prequel comic i think i I just i just remember some storyline where that rc took so much damage they had that they had to split her spark across three bodies i think that was for a movie to tie in something like that they they were trying to make the movie one fiction they created work with movie two's comics yeah and then the movies Mm -hmm. kept ignoring them and (laughs) making it harder uh because actually, the 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 definition I've seen for their robot modes that really hit it for me was mermaids, but like land mermaids, because they got wheels. Yeah, and I was like, that's kind of cool. But like, you look at yeah, their silhouettes. That, that's like, like RC has got a double barrel cannon. Alita One has got a friggin' knife, and Chromia has got like a just fr- stonking smack you hard giant arm. And I'm like, that's those are those are telling me things about them. That you know never got followed up on, unfortunately. Uh, by the way, the other reveals, boy, World War II Hot Rod was one of them. I already forgot he existed. Uh, and then Deluxe Soundwave, which I feel really bad about because I, I I do like that Soundwave design, but I think that the toy they did for him in Dark of the Moon was kind of better looking. It wasn't as accurate, but it was it was a nice smoothening of the design. Uh, Clearly, we've all kind of forgotten about this entire wave of deluxes. Uh, So, I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on Hot Rod or Soundwave, or shall we just uh, head on into our off topics? I don't think think we got thoughts. Yeah. I'm going to do our off topics. Yeah. Oh, Aaron, you just roboted out on me. Okay. Am am I still roboting? Flash. Cool. Oh, you're back. Hey. Hi. Oh boy, you're you're sounding a whole lot like you're podcasting to us out of the Wizards of the Coast building. Oh, oh boy, that's a reference. Hopefully, I don't have a whole lot of bleed. Yeah. Oh, you're really getting bad. Is there a is is your state lifting off? Is there a, a storm? May- is it, or is it maybe floating? Is it leaving the Earth? Maybe. Maybe I don't know. I TJ, are you hearing this at all? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, TJ, it's happening to you, too. Oh, maybe so I'm it's, having it's, a storm. It's, it's you're the one that's messing up. Yeah, you sound so, just fine to me. Yeah, yeah. Aaron sounds fine. You're going around blaming us for bad internet. I'm going to check that. That is probably his headphones, because he was talking the other day about, oh, yeah, I do got everything else, but I got the cheapest headphones that's being held together with, like, duct tape and some spittle. I mean, that's that's not how the headphone technology works, though. That does not cause voice over IP packet loss if my headphones are, are held together with tape. That's Yeah, but if your headphones are junk, it's your <laughs> headphones that are junk, and it's not giving you good audio. I'm trying to think of how to answer uh, this politely. Can't... I feel like I'm falling into an Aaron situation. <laughs> uh, I actually have a theory. I have a theory of what's up. Um, okay. Oh, but sometimes you're sounding better. I, I'm. Hmm. I'm not going to go check something. Uh, uh, mm, hmm, hmm, that was hmm, that was me actually going. Hmm, ah. Hmm. 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 
Oh, or are you saying that I'm roboting out mm-hmm. again? Mm-mm. Okay. We're communicating. What we got mm-hmm. this week off topic. Woo! How exciting. We're here. Uh, hey, Aaron, what did you do with those off topic this week? I got myself a Chromebook, actually. I thought you were about to say a crowbar. That's what my brain filled in halfway through that word. No. I was like, what? No, see, but- <laughs> see, I, I'm, I'm thinking this is headphones in your brain that that's coming up with weird Skype issues. You know, sometimes you hear someone you start saying that- a word, and you start predicting what they're going to say, and then you get really taken aback, and that all happens in a split second. Um, I'm still excited about your Chromebook. It's just, I, I was like, yeah. what's he going to do with a crowbar? No, so it was uh, a couple times over the last few months, more than a couple times, I've been sitting there thinking like, hey, I really feel like I need to get a new laptop. Uh, I've had my laptop just dead forever. Um, and had like a iPad that I got super cheap, but like most Apple products after about four or five years, it's, it's like the OS has updated enough and it slowed itself down enough that it's not, not really what I want it to be. And it has like a hundred, it was like a 64 or 128 gig. And nowadays with a couple of apps on that, that's like nothing. And uh, was I'm getting ready to to run a new D and D campaign, and was like, hey, it would be super cool to have uh, like a way that I can keep good digital notes or like write a campaign setting. And I started in pen and paper, and turns out even I can't read my own chicken scratch after a while. So like was like, okay, I got three or four different times I've been like, hey, it'd be super nice to have a, a laptop. Let's go look and see about like getting a good iPad or something like that. And getting an, an iPad is stupid expensive um, in any sort of size. So then it was like, okay, well, oh yeah, Chromebooks. And then went and for like $250, it's a huge touch screen and it's like one of the two-in-one ones. Yeah. Where you can use it like a laptop or flip it around and then use it as a tablet. And I found out it also works really cool when you use it as a, like a tent. And then you can set that down on, say, a table while you're doing other work, like sorting a bunch of cards. And then just have a giant screen to watch YouTube or Plex or whatever you want to watch on it. And works great for those things um, along with general laptoping. The only thing that's been odd about it is getting used to the way that, like, Chrome wants to do things versus the way that Windows has always done it for me. Yeah. I've never used the Chrome OS before. Yeah, it's... A lot of it is set up to be very parallel to Windows, and I would assume, um, like, the Apple OS. Yeah. Uh, just because, hey, this is already the language that everybody knows, you don't like necessarily need to change it. But that, like, it's like there's no caps lock. It's it's a big, uh, or at least the, on the keyboard I have, it's just a big like. Uh, it's it's more like the the Windows key and a few other things. It was it was a bit of poking to get like my. Uh, network drives uh, on Windows connected to it so that I could like pull videos if I wanted to watch something on it versus the 
much much longer route to get it there um but a few like few teething things but uh it's been it's been good and especially for as cheap as i got it and with the back to school sales that made it even cheaper so nice it's it's good i don't know how like capital p productive it's going to be for other things but like i wrote the like 14 pages or so of like the world basics of what this new D campaign is going to be in so that i could easily share it and it was a whole lot easier than like sequestering myself away in here on a computer um in order to have like keyboards and thoughts and i could be just sitting out in the living room and chatting with alfie about things so yeah it was it was good it was a good purchase. Oh, excellent. Con- well, congratulations on the fresh hardwares. Yeah. Um Yeah, I have a Sometime I'd like to take a look at one of those. I should probably just go to a Best Buy and see if I can poke one cuz I I feel weird mm-hmm. about not knowing very well an OS that's on the market. And there's no real professional reason why. Like it's I'm so used to knowing how they all work. Um Yeah, it it uh like I said, it's a little bit of a, a a poke at it a few times of like I want it to do this thing, and I sit there and I like grunt at it a little bit, and I go, "Fine, I'll search the internet." And it's like, oh, it's like if you want to close a window instead of like a Control F four, it's a Control W. Yeah, don't know why, but, but you want to win. Alt W. You want to win. So when yeah. you win, you've closed the window. Yeah, something. Window. I get it. All right. Uh, anything else off topic on your end? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. All righty. Well, uh, TJ, what about you? What's going on that isn't Transformers over yonder? I'm actually trying to think because I know I got a bunch of stuff since the last recording, but I'm trying to remember everything that was off topic. It's all walked away. It's all- <laughs> yeah. Um. This is reminding me for some reason. Uh, at the Bluefin booth at Fan Expo, I saw the Galaxy Mega and the other one from Power Rangers in Space. The Galaxy super, Delta. Su- yeah, the super, the super Mini Plaz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't picked them up because they're they're kind of still expensive, and I spent my money on Lightning Collection instead. But it was cool to actually see them in person. Those boxes are pretty big, and uh, they look very cool. I am going to track those Super Mini Plaz down sometime. It's but, uh, really weird to walk into a Barnes and Noble and see them. Yeah, yeah, I remember that's a thing in the states. Yeah, because um, yeah, I think they're like they're, they're like about a hundred bucks here for the two of them, like hundred Canadian. Ooh. Um, yeah, that's. A I hit. feel really good about my deal then. Yeah, I want to find one of those deals, so that's why I didn't do it partly. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, TJ, did you, did you recall any of the off-topic stuff? Um, I went. I picked up the old Alien Queen toy. I can't remember if I talked about that or not. Uh, that sounds familiar. Okay, we so talked. We talked about the Atax as well. We talked about Atax. Yeah, yeah. I talked about the Alien Queen again. Um, I did pay a visit to my local retro arcade slash toy store, which means it's the best places on the planet. Mm-hmm. And they were doing buy two get one on action figures. So okay. Uh, sure, I won't say no to that. And I love throwing them money, no matter what the excuse. Yeah. So, 
Uh, I rectified a wrong. So for my freebie, I picked up a croc they had. All like right. a Titan's Return, a Titan's Return Croc, because I sold it once upon a time. Going, eh, I don't really need that toy again. Like, what are the odds are going to do more scavengers? And since then, flywheels and came out, and now we know spinisters on the way. And yeah, like they actually have been doing more scavengers. <laughs> okay, uh, I want those back now. So I, he's back. But along, but to get him as a freebie and correct the error, uh, I picked up. Uh, I picked up the weird two-pack they had for Marvel vs. Capcom, which was Iron Man and Mega Man X. Oh, from the, the, the was it was it Hasbro or Jack Specific? I always forget which. Hasbro. Hasbro. Right, the ones yeah. I've seen at EB that look, one of them looks very sad is what I remember. <laughs> like, the Iron Man's fine. Yeah. You know, it's based, it's, you know, it's their 3.75 inch, so, base, you know, decent enough articulation. You know, it's it's a workable Iron Man to to stand on your desk. You know, but and, you know, you know me long enough. I didn't buy the set for Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know how one of them was kind of sad. Yep. I as you were saying all this, I was starting to remember which one was sad. Yeah. Um, well, like as a, like as a figure in that in that three point seven five inch scale that Hasbro does. Mega Man's fine. Yeah. There's part of me that's just amused by the novelty of, oh, a Hasbro produced Mega Man X. Yeah. It's, it's all been Jackson Bandai for the longest time. That's a weird little thing that happened. Um, yeah. Like, the articulation's okay. I can use more in some areas. You know, and they like to put in those little faux ratchets in the universals that get on my nerves. Yeah. Because mm. I can't get more subtle poses out of them. Yeah, like, what makes him weird is, like, he's got the strangest little head sculpt to him. That's what I remember always staring at in EB now, that I'm thinking about it, was, like, the, yeah. the head sculpt, the fi- the paint on the face. Sometimes I saw ones where the eyes didn't line up with the sculpted part of the face. Yeah. Like, that That part's okay enough on mine. Um, also, God, I'm just noticing, just looking at him now, his arms are a little bit short for his proportions. Oh, this relates but- back to the listener question. It does, but this is a state of inaccuracy, so I can complain about it. Yes. Uh, no, what the face made me think of was the intro for the original Mega Man X, where like it's showing his uh, schematics, yeah. and you have that full screen shot of okay. him, and it's that large, kind of cartoonish face. So it looks like instead of taking the model from the game and basing it on that, they based it on the original game. <laughs> Which in a way makes me like it better, but in another way, it's still really weird to see on a physical object. And the whole time, it's like, to me, the weird dichotomy of thinking about this now is like, we're talking about a Hasbro made a Mega Man, and it's like completely not the conversation we're having about Hasbro got Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, why, why, why'd they get Mega Man? No! <laughs> no, no, it's just a loophole. It's just a loophole with an action figure contract. You're like, please leave it as a loophole. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> Hasbro would absolutely be the kind that would like get all that stuff out that's never gotten out. Mm-hmm. I still want Robot Masters. Um, but yeah, it's it's okay enough. Like I might have been more I might be more annoyed with it if I was getting it uh more expensive than I did. But yeah, hey, for- it's fine. For anything like the original retail, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, 
And then the other one that I paid actual money for was the... They're one of those stores where the Marvel Legends section is huge, and everything is based off of what Amazon wants for it. Yeah. So if it's brand new, you're fine. If it has any age on it, it's way more expensive than it should be. And they, well, they happen to have the, one of the new ones they had was the Spider Doppelganger. All right. Which was like the six-armed evil Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which, okay, so no torso joint, no waist joint, because guy has like six universal joints stuck into his body. Not including hips. And it's, it's, there's something really fun about having so many arms to pose. Yeah. Like, like, it's weird just to see what I can get him to do. And also what I can't get him to do, because there are six arms in the way of everything. I, I remember there was some conversation about the, the six-arm Spider-Man as well, like the not-doppelganger one. Um, yeah, which I just saw at Target the other day. I've seen him around. I've, I've also read people saying he actually has one of the best Spider-Man head sculpts they've ever done, which is unfortunate that it's, you know, it's stuck on the six-arm one. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, I could, I could see, like, yeah, I could, I could see it being like a thing, like especially if they're, if they are Marvel Legends posable, um, some mm-hmm. collision happening. Yeah, well, yeah, it's six arms in the way of everything. Yeah, but I mean, it's amusing. <laughs> like, there's, there's some weird things to do with it. So, like, I, you know, at least that part of it's fun. Yeah, you know, and like, I grew, I grew up collecting uh, the Maximum Carnage issues. Like that was like comic book wise, that was my first I have to have it all. So like, now it's like it's them. like when do we get Scream? Yeah, when yeah, when do we get Shriek? Oh sorry, Scream was one of the symbiotes. Yeah. Yeah, I mixed them up. Yeah, Shriek. The the the, the yellow one that is the only one people cared about after that event. Yeah. I like the green one with the ten the, the the tendril stuff. Lasher. Lasher, yeah. I always thought he looked cool. Yeah, but like this part of me is thinking like like I know that of course they made Carnage. They I think they made more than one Carnage. How about like I thought they made Shriek already, and I went back and was like no they didn't make Shriek. No they haven't done the no they haven't done the Demo Goblin. They have not done. Oh God, I'm never gonna get my whole team, am I? <laughs> it's like you got doppelganger. <laughs> I got doppelganger. I have to go back and get carnage because I've got like the big carnage they did. Yeah, like, the se- the seven inch one. Yeah, the the selects carnage. Yeah, the selects carnage. I need to go back and get the legends carnage now before his price goes way too high. It's already uh, getting up there. Yeah, that that whole that like, that whole series is getting very aftermarkety in a way that makes me kind of glad I'm I'm spectating it. Um, not because I dislike the aftermarket. It's just like it's it's one less thing to to think about. <laughs> yeah. So I got some friends who are trying to backtrack X-Men now that they've done that big X-Men push. Mm-hmm. Uh like you know folks trying to folks trying to track down Spiral and it's just like yeah Spiral's going to cost me like an arm and a leg. Uh So yeah, I'm good good looking figures but I'm 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 still happy to just be like watching from the sidelines. Uh yeah, but that's pretty much it I didn't so much on topic in the last few weeks. I have very little on to, off topic. Some uh, will folks put... will be very happy about that. <laughs> I will add an addendum to my on topic. I've been sitting here swapping around spark armors off of the battle size figures. The smaller mm-hmm. ones. 
and everything connects to everyone on mine. Oh, nice. Yeah, so on mine, like the little, like all the 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 tab in to connect the chest securely is all different on them, and Skybyte's chest sticks out a little bit more. So there's a, there's a couple limitations, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not having any problem interchanging them. All right. I keep wanting to like go and see if that's been like a thing, but I don't find. Well, actually, no. Recently, I have seen a bunch of people talking about them. I could probably look it up. I just want to. I want to know what the the greater the greater um, experience consensus has been on that. Because uh, it was really weird on the couple that we had at TFCon. Yeah. But, uh, I'm just trying to think. I don't think I have anything off topic really that I, I haven't offhandedly brought up. I haven't opened up any of the stuff from from Fan Expo yet. Um. And really, it's just been a lot of a lot of Soto Common Rider catch up. Uh, it's very good lines. I was recently on the Soto Pop podcast. Guested in on that. It's a it's a podcast that uh, folks are doing uh, about Soto, um, uh, featuring uh, Frozen Stratos and Malunus. Malunus is a uh, is old timey WTF. Uh, uh, not not like legit on the podcast, but but Malunus was the original uploader of WTF segments onto YouTube. Um, Mm-hmm. And so it was fun to actually finally be on a podcast with with, uh, with the two of them. Um, so you should go check that out. Soda toys are fun, but uh, boy, there's a lot. Uh, just had a few more arrive today. <laughs> uh, but it is my favorite rider line, so I'm, I'm having a good time with that. Um, but yeah, at Fan Expo, there hasn't been, aside from those Power Rangers things, haven't really gone for a lot of other stuff. Uh, 112 Collective, all I really want anymore is the Popeye. No one has Popeye anymore. Um, I'm Popeye-less. <laughs> Uh, I, I got my mom arriving yesterday. My mom's in town. Uh, we're going to go to Germany on Tuesday. Um, hopefully I've uploaded some of these podcast backlogs before then. Uh, but also we're going to have internet when we're there, so it'll, it'll all be fine. So, uh, hey, maybe we'll record a podcast while we're in Germany. I don't know. I'll go try to buy a Transformer in Germany. That used to be very exciting to me when I was a little kid, because that's when they had all the gold package Euro exclusives. That They don't have those anymore. Um, so I think that brings the episode to close. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to TJ and Aaron for joining me. And hey, you're welcome. Uh, mm-hmm. as, as before, like, please check out. I, I got busy doing like other types of podcasts under WTF and TFW. So we got interviews that have now been popping up. You should listen to us talking with the with, with uh, Sean from Commandroids. Listen to the new WTF TCG. Listen to, listen to the the Fan Expo uh, lightning fast laser focus interview with John Warden and uh, and Ransom. Um, and uh, and listen to this episode as well. Oh no, guess what? You already did. I can read your mind. So uh, we'll talk to you later. And uh, until then, please stay safe. Means, but you got some badass perpetrators that are here to stay.